It's not supposed to happen this way. I'm supposed to go first. I've always been ready to go first. I don't think I can take this. I don't think I can take this. I just want to hit somebody till they feel as bad as I do. I just want to hit something. I want to hit it hard. Here. Hit this. Go ahead, Malin. Slap her. Are you crazy? Are you high, Clary? Have you lost your mind? Well, tell T-shirts saying I slapped Weezer Boudreaux. Hannah! Miss Clary, enough. Weezer, this is your chance to do something for your fellow man. Knock her lights up, Let go of me! Howdy, 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 howdy from the podcast that does, I think, what it says on the tin. Howdy. It's the best film ever. My name's Ian. And I'm Liam. <laughs> what happened to you, Ellie? I, I, I don't want to play the whole thing again, so you're going to have to say your name. I'm Ellie. <laughs> All right, if we're doing this accent, and we're doing this accent, we're doing well, I'm Georgia. All right, and that's our opening. Uh, we are here today for episode 82, Steel Magnolias. It is. Uh, my pick. My pick. Good pick. Well, thank you. Uh, oh. Let's let's crack a lock through the usual stuff, and then we'll set things up, because we got a special guest joining us in a few minutes. We have indeed. My sister. Yay. Kirsty. Kirsty rhymes with... I don't know. Thirsty. Thirsty or Hursty or Worsty. <laughs> it's not Christy. It's not Krusty. It's Kirsty. Kirsty. Yeah. Which actually for, for a bunch of Brits are like, of course it's Kirsty. Back home, no one can say it right. Oh, really? No one. She gets Christy or Kirsty. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Even, even when Kirsty oh. Alley was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, nothing. Wow. I know. It's, it's such a normal name here in yeah, the UK. In, yeah. In, in North America, almost non-existent. Well, yeah. I think you could say Kings in there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's do the usual bit. Here's where we've charted this week. We Ooh. have charted this week in America. In, in Southern part of America? Is I, sure. <laughs> in Australia, in Germany, in Spain, Denmark, in South Africa, Singapore, Israel, Finland, the Israel. Ukraine, Ooh. Malaysia, Nigeria. We are number 50 in Pakistan. We are number 51 Ooh. here in the UK. Hell yeah. Team GB. That's us. Are number 25 in Ghana. We are number 27 in Switzerland. We are number 20 in Canada. Canada. We are number 6 in Uganda. Number 5 in Paraguay. Hang on, we've slipped. Yeah, we have slipped in Uganda. Yeah. Oh. I'm not liking this. Oh, Uganda, we are liking this. Thank you for listening to Ooh, us. We've slipped. <laughs> number yeah, we number are five. Number 5 in South Korea. Woo. Number 5 in the Netherlands. And I have a new market, new pause market to announce. New market. In number one with a bullet. Boom. In New Zealand. Wow. Hey. Yeah. Ethan, Ethan would be proud. Yeah. yeah. Ethan finally got a hold of his family. And said, <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> so thank you very much. And I actually went over and thought, well, sometimes the Apple thing doesn't tell the whole story. So I did look at our top 10 countries for July. Okay. If I may. Yeah. So this is just total number of downloads. Just so no big surprise, the USA number one. Uh-huh. UK number two, then Australia three, Canada four, South Korea five. Wow. India six, Ireland seven, <laughs> Malaysia eight, Germany nine, and here's a new pause market for us that I haven't talked about before. <laughs> Go on. Number ten in Estonia. 
Wow. Hey. Yeah, all right. So. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. All around the world, wherever you've heard us, uh, thank you so much. Whether it's your first episode or, dare I say, your, your 82nd full episode. Wow, yeah. Not mentioning all the other content we've got coming out. Speaking of which, content we've got coming out. Check out last week's episode on Money Path on the Holy Grail. That was George's pick. Yes, it was. Um, check out the BFE mailbag. Doing very well. Oh, Ridiculously well, the mailbag. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and also, a little promo for a series I coming out with Ethan. Uh, Ethan's got a birthday. So wherever you are, happy Ethan, happy birthday, birthday buddy. Happy, happy birthday, Ethan. Ethan and I are going to go through. Um, Jody Whitaker has announced that she's going to step down as Doctor Who. She is. So Ethan and I have made a game plan. We are going to try to tackle between now and when she leaves the show the key moments of Doctor Who since the revival, since Christopher Eccleston starts mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And so we're releasing our first episode on Saturday coming up. Saturday. On, Saturday. Saturday. Sonic Saturday. If Sonic, you Sonic Saturdays. Sonic Saturdays. <laughs> and we're going to be releasing uh, Rose, which is the first episode of the Christopher Eccleston run. Oh. So if you oh. want if you want to get your Who on, if that's you, uh, here in the UK, you can get Doctor Who on BBC iPlayer. In the States, I believe it's HBO Max. Oh, is it? Elsewhere in the world, Canada. I, Netflix, I don't know. Someone get a hold of me. Where can you find it in Canada? Don't know. But wherever you can find Doctor Who, why not join us? We're not doing every episode, but we are doing the key ones, we, we fear. The ones that are really important for character or need, for storyline. Oh, okay. I thought you were doing the first episode of the... the the doctor we we thought last episode we thought about that but then there were episodes i wanted to do oh okay and him our short list was like we'll just do like 15 it turned into like our short list was like 30 long so i'm like all right (laughs) when you get to the Gemma coleman one please explain that to me yeah we will we will i just love that one well it depends which one but yeah we'll talk about it later. okay also while i'm here uh we've got uh, a real round table coming up in september for tom hanks the icky man the icky icky (laughs) tom hanks hanks for the memories we're calling it we need your bfe top five use the hashtag bfe top five people are having a hard time there's a lot of tom hanks out there it's not because he's icky they're having a hard time because there's so much good stuff out there There is good stuff <laughs> and i've watched already a few movies some really good some not so much and some in the middle oh his best one is joe versus the volcano well we'll talk about that will it be bfe top five <laughs> actually, don't, actually actually don't mind joe versus the volcano oh, okay so uh and also bfe quiz night three i have one spot left one spot left to take on Danny oh. from It's a Musical. September 11th, we're going to record it. So September 11th, 4 p.m. British time. Figure out where you are accordingly. It's 11 a.m. In the, on the East Coast, 8, p.m., sorry, 8 a.m. on the West Coast in the States. Figure yourself out elsewhere in the world. If you want that last spot, get a hold of me. It's on there. Uh, just get a hold of me. Okay, so <laughs> some reflections and corrections from last week. Uh, i tell you what. People loved the Monty Python episode. Oh, loved, loved, loved it. Good. Uh, starting with Fred of the Podcast. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who said, loved this episode. It was so much fun listening to Ian and Georgia quote all the lines like I used to with my mates. Georgia clearly loves it. Amazing content as always. A friend of the podcast, Carlo, lo, 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 said, Ian and Georgia clearly having a lot of fun with this episode. And so am I. Thanks a lot, Carlo. And people generally just really had a love on for it. Like we said, over half the votes that came in for it said it was a great film. Me and Ellie kind of took a bit of a backseat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how much are you going to contribute to me? You, you just don't, you don't really care for, it, as opposed to two kind of super fans, as it turns out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's Both natural. Spectrum. It'll be like Greece. I mean, Greece, you kind of went to the front on that one. Yeah. And then for a couple episodes more, when we tried to talk you down off your tent. <laughs> <laughs> and we had the tent talk. <laughs> the tent talk. <laughs> that is trademarked. <laughs> Often imitated, never duplicated. The tent ah. talk. So uh, there's that. And then we had the mailbag. The mailbag's done really, really, really well. There's a couple that got through the, the, uh, the sieve, it would seem. 
seems. So mm-hmm. we got them lined up for, for for next time around. But thanks everybody who had questions. I love I love questions. If you got questions about really any parts of it, go ahead. It's still up there. Hashtag Ask BFE or hashtag BFE Mail Call. Um, you know, you want to know what our influences are. You want to know what music we like. You want to know whether podcasts right? stuff like anything's up for grabs. So go ahead and well, within reason. <laughs> so, go ahead. so go ahead. What's your exact address? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I have your account and sort code? Could I have your national insurance number yeah. and a copy of your passport? Yeah. If you flip your card over, can you read me the three digits? <laughs> okay. So uh, I think I've, I've heard from uh, oh, Alex, just your word, all sarcasm, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah, yeah. really want people to do that. Uh, let's do some shout outs. A big shout out to Josh from your next favorite movie for best movie ever. When this drops, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be your week. Oh, woo. I'm very curious. I want to find out afterwards who got the most downloads out of the five yeah. of us. I want to find out. Is it me with Little Miss Sunshine? Is it you this week? You're doing Grease. Yes, I am. And we'll yeah. talk about the fall, the, the next weeks as we as we come along, come yeah, on yeah, to them. Yeah. But you talk about Greece, and I, I was actually had to be got to be in the room because, well, let's face it, I have all the microphones here, <laughs> <laughs> or more, maybe more appropriately, you don't have any. So <laughs> as a so, so, so as a result, I was here for for, for, for your version. So he recorded me and you back to back. Yeah, and so I thought yours was really good. So oh, so you? I will Thank say you. this: if you liked uh, me, even if, even if you didn't hear me, check Liam out, and then if you're so inclined, check me out too because I really want to win this this, this that download mm-hmm. competition. He's very competitive. If me? you're if you're on my side. <laughs> then don't listen to either of theirs and just wait a couple of weeks. I'm not sure you get how like promotion for a podcast works. No, but I understand how competitions work. <laughs> also want to shout out to, hey, what a great name, Ian, Ian Davies, who said he listened to episode one this morning, loved it, need to decide what he's going to do with the films he hasn't seen yet. It's going to keep me busy. Thanks, guys. New favorite podcast. He's in the back of the future. He listened to Back to the Future. Woo! I know, right? And then was like, what do I do with this? So we, I did say, hey. I said, I said our episodes are really companion pieces. So maybe it's a list of films you might want to check out. Uh, do you know what? If he likes the first episode, he'll... he'll I can honestly say... We're, look, we're finding our feet, yeah. weren't we? I can honestly say, though, out of 82 episodes, the list of movies I would not really recommend might be like two. Yeah. Really. Is the hip mouth bodyguard? Yeah. <laughs> maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm being honest, I'd say Hal's Moving Castle. I would be like, no, you can skip that. Then you dare mention The Crow. Uh, I'd be, no, I wouldn't be The Crow. Don't mention The Grease. It would be Grease. Grease, we've all... Most, I quit. Most, most people have seen Grease, so I don't think... I'm stopping oh, okay. there. Maybe The Hitman's Bodyguard. Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not a bad movie. It's, it's, it's not a bad movie. Yeah. It's just there. Yeah, yeah. It's just there. I don't regret seeing it. No. You know, and it was even... You know, I do kind of like the ones that are middle of the road, because they're kind of... It seems like they're fun to review. Yeah, The yeah. ones that are just kind of... All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's that. Uh, also, Audrey Everett Gold, who said we're her new favorite station on Verbal. Verbal is some sort of podcast station thing. Oh, but okay. I went and looked because I'm like, because Audrey Everett Gold is, is involved with Verbal. And I was like, is this just something she says to everybody? And no, actually, no. We are unique in that regard. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, so, so, so she's curating some of our content. And I'm like, well, thanks a lot. If, if you know, maybe, maybe something can, can come of this. So I was, yeah. it's always good to hear that someone likes you above. There's a million active podcasts. And if someone says, I really like you guys. That's I'll take that. Really nice. And we didn't talk about this when we talked about Ellie brought up uh, Reverend Bruce. Reverend Bruce. Reverend Bruce. <laughs> I need some sort of like a sound effect of like church organ or something like that. We talk about Reverend Bruce. <laughs> but Reverend Bruce said that he compared us to the Rewatchables. And maybe if you don't, you know, if you're not too involved, but the Rewatchables is like a professional huge podcast. Oh, really? And to compare us to that and say you guys are the same sort of quality as that. I'm like, I will take that every day. Wow. Yeah. So, so massive. So it's always a, uh, it's always 
humbling when people say stuff like that. Very humbling. Thanks, Bruce. Thank you. Um, hopefully, you guys remember Bex from Potato Lady Podcast Reviews. Hey. That sounds cool. She, said, she threw us some uh, lovely love this week and is a must-follow if you want podcast recs because she doesn't have a podcast. So she gives you a rec for a podcast. She she's speaking, you know, without any bias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, oh, these guys are my friends. I'm going to go ahead and throw them some. No, no, she's just listening to podcasts and she lists us on her short list and went, yeah, you got to check these guys out. Oh, so thanks a lot, Bex. Really appreciate thank that. Thank you so much. As always. Uh, what's your thoughts podcast? We talked about UK, US pronunciations of the words. I'm going to say them North American style. Liam, you do the British style. Okay. okay. Water. Water. Oh, really? Because you guys don't go water. You guys go water. 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 Yeah, okay. So this is a divide because I got picked up on this by my family when I was growing up. They all go water and I will say water. Okay, so, fair enough. Yeah. Because when I was in spam a lot, I remember I was trying to say water and they went, no, no it's water. I'm like, but where's the tea? They went, it's there. I'm like, no, it's not water. That's water. it. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I say water. Yeah, water. <laughs> water. And then, and then water. this one will be a bit more water. obvious. One. Aluminum. Aluminium. Aluminium. Yeah, but, but, but different spellings in the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. So I can deal with that. But we had some fun with that. And we're getting friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. You're getting the, uh, Southern, Southern Draw. <laughs> who confirm that the full archives are up on Apple Podcasts. For the, the BFE sports movie list is better than the audience list this month. Ooh. Uh, he said that might have been because all our picks, all his picks may have made our list. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Off the radar, who are stunned I haven't seen Rocky 3. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. I probably should have seen it, but haven't Thunder seen lips. it yet. It'll happen. Yeah. Lips, yeah it'll happen. Uh, Russell the Posty thinks that hey, we, hey, we specifically me, should check out Terry Gilliam uh, and specifically Time Bandits. Time Bandits is good. He did say Eric Idle didn't play Brian in Life of Brian, so. There's a mistake Yeah, it was Graham Chapman again. How was it? Which I was totally... St- Once I thought about it, I went, no, no, he's right. Yeah, yeah. but it's weird. It was like this Mandela effect. I, mean, I, could, I would have sworn Eric Idle was oh, Brian. okay. Totally wrong on my part. Yeah. And finally, he loved Liam's anecdote about meeting Tilda Swinton. Hey. He had no idea any filming had been done in the Majestic. It's November 5th. That thing drops Woo. in the UK. And as it currently sits, eligible. Really? Yep, Ooh. as it currently sits. Oh, but, I if it, but, but if it's when it first comes out, I think it's maybe more of a see it or skip it kind of thing. Shall we, should we go see it all together? I'm kind of cool to see podcast. Yeah, Liam, reach out to your friend Tilda, see if you can get on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'll we, see if I can we do it. hope to have a big announcement in the next couple of weeks oh, about yes. a big guest, oh. um, but we need to finalize a couple of things. It's not Tilda Swinton, but t- here at Tilda, you need to catch up, you need to keep up with us. Come on, Tilda. <laughs> we are we are launching a film affair podcast for all the love, family po- plot podcast for all the love, the Soul Wizard podcast for the love, MCU and me, who have the greatest theme song, maybe even better than M from Verbal Dioramas. In the in the podcast game, but for all the also love, also a great name. Uh, MC, you and me, great yeah. name. Uh, Brody Sports Talk for the love, film floggers for the love. Uh, I hate your taste in movies for the love. Adam Y for the that love. Sounds like a podcast I should be on. Chance, yeah, <laughs> Chance Whitmore for the love. The BKS Show for the love. The Apocalypse Group for all the support. The F and Nerds for the love. Loki. Uh, they said that they were dying when we brought them up last week, and I said that episode five sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they, sucks. they even said sucks with like fifteen C's on it. <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Uh, Carlo from uh, Thieves Monthly Movie Loot said he got concerned when I said last week I got my heroin and crack mixed up. I want to mention that, of course. <laughs> that, of course, is to do with what uh, what's the addiction that Christian Bale's character has in the yeah, fight or not yeah, anything yeah. personal with me. <laughs> he also said, to Ellie's defense, I had no big issues with the Karate Kid remake. I still prefer the original. But the remake is not an abomination. It has that fabricated feeling. And I'm not a fan of Jaden Smith, but Jackie Chan is very, very good good for our comment of the day i have to say that this is 
Sticker worthy. <laughs> For real. How did you know that? <laughs> I came up with that the other day. Were you drunk at the time? I was not. So, Carlo, <laughs> Carlo, go ahead. If I love it or hate it, Carlo, go ahead. Go ahead. Get a hold of us. Oh, your address. It. I'll tell Liam to mail it. He probably won't do it. Have you have you mailed out Julian's yet? Um, no. Okay, so there we go. I will. I will, Julian. I'm will. sorry. I will, Julian. There's I've the promise. So it busy will happen. With work. I've been so busy. Uh, Pod share from Hold Python episode. Uh, Dan Mackeltz uh, says, "Here's what he sees in his mind's eye when listening to the BFE. Uh, when it's me, it's Brian from Family Guy. He thinks of Danny Zuko and he thinks of Liam. And oh. then there was then there was McGonagall and bootleg Diana from The Crown. And I said, which one's which? And he said, I feel like I'm McGonagall and I don't like it. He said, he said, he said it depends on the movie. Oh, really? So I don't know. Yep. Wow. He wouldn't commit to it. Uh, Hermes uh, said to me, you watch your mouth on Pink Floyd. Hashtag Liam is right this time. Yes, I am. And I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. All, I said, all I said was I don't get it. I said it was bad. I just said I don't get it. He was went, it also Dan Mackles that said I was Monica and Ross's mum in Friends? It might have been. <laughs> Probably. Um, I don't like you, Dan. I know I don't like Star Wars, but there's no need to be mean. Hermes says, uh, unless the statement is I love Pink Floyd, uh, it is incorrect. Maybe because you're a teacher, you're unable to get it. And I Ooh. said, you can't have your pudding if you don't eat your meat Yay, <laughs> he did call us a great podcast though oh, and i will cool. take that the ocho dura parlay hour i talked a little cm punk with uh, spy hards and to geek or not to geek uh who <laughs> is the question who i discussed no time to die and phoebe waller bridges impact in that and we did talk about the scarlett johansson lawsuit no, how we did, yeah. uh, because you know it's not going to come it's his last chance at bond there's no way that comes out unless it's fully in theaters no. and if you want to hear more about that we <laughs> liam and i got together and recorded the theater skip it on black widow which then i promptly and deleted somebody <laughs> went and deleted it <laughs> so we will we will get together and do that again it'll be a couple weeks down the line and we'll have you that missed a great there. episode guys it was good it was fantastic the great oh, lost episode the great lost episode the podcast press we're calling it the greatest podcast in the history of the it did for the world what bill and ted's songs should have done <laughs> Yeah. Um, never been created Chuck, <laughs> Chuck goes to the movies uh, they went and saw Holy Grail on Sunday we were recording at a revival showing only 15 people in the audience they watched on the big screen wow that would have been cool that would have been Alex from Main Street Finance said Gosling is who you want to bring home to your parents but Reynolds is the one you really want and I went mm. oh so the opposite of the storyline in, t- in uh, Notebook then yeah <laughs> um, Game for a Movie helped promote the episode on Holy Grail thanks so much guys it's a musical so they all that we always make them want to do better Oh. So much excellent content that inspired them, and they're 100 percent down for when Spamalot ever gets a pro shot out there or something. They want to they want to join us for that, and you inspire us too. Because I guess Drew, I, I mis- misspoke. Drew uh, loves Spamalot because she played Lady Blake. Hey, so we got, ah. we've we've got you know a whole cast of characters here now. Yeah. So there we go. Um, so we got uh, George got some love from it's a musical saying that the fiend is the Mad Hatter was a great shout, mm-hmm. and Ethan got some for saying Ray Mysterio was Bane would be inspired. Backlook Cinema Zach and Zoe who do very good work had a manifesto of counterpoints for what we did with Empire Strikes Back. Dan, you've got an ally. I had to go. I, I hear you guys. I don't remember what I said about Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> at this point. I know I said the middle part was long. That's about it. Uh, on second w- watch for a little bit of valuable advice, they're very similar to us, I think. Uh, Julene listed us on top of her pods that make her want to step her game up. And finally, Paul and Griff are taking a slight hiatus. 
And so they're just trying to figure out the, the, the format. They want to tweak it a bit. And they are some of the nicest guys they in the film so Twitter sphere are. and on Twitter in general, podcast Twitter. Uh, so Even if they hate on Moulin Rouge. That's right. <laughs> Great pod, but better people. So yeah. much like Sierra Leone, come back soon, guys. We'll leave a light on for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love me some Paul and Griff. Yeah. So, uh, why not leave us a review? It makes us happy. I get to push the sticker worthy button if it makes us smile. I enjoy the sticker worthy button. And um, I it, thought you yeah. said it makes us happy. You're not makes us happy. Then I, I just heard something different. Did you? Yeah. I thought you said minx. <laughs> minx us happy. I, I didn't hate. I didn't hear. I'm not even doing it. I I, I, I tuned to the Is accent now. <laughs> Southern accents coming back out again. My girl's happy. Do we have our special guest? We do. Yeah, she's been there we for about need. ten minutes All right, now. So do the special do hickey. Let's go ahead and uh, bring them in. All right, and we are joined. This is really weird, actually. I'm introducing my sister, Kirsty. Uh, hello, Kirsty. Hello, Ian. And this is all the way from, it's weird, my sister, but she's all the way in Canada. Canada! That's right. And I'm all the way here. Kingsland! Yeah. <laughs> Kingsland. <laughs> um, I'm also in Cambridge, Canada. Cambridge, Woo! Canada. And I was in Cambridge, UK yesterday. So there yeah. we go. There you go. Um, how you doing, Kirst? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm a little nervous. This is my uh, first entry into something like this. So. Yeah. Podcasting premiere. Podcasting premiere. Yeah. I mean, you know how yeah. Liam and I felt 81 episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, I remember. Long time fan. I, I, I remember I asked Kirsten to, to listen to podcasts, and I said, What was? What do you think? And she, because I opened it, I went, uh, and she went, Don't do that. <laughs> she said, she's, I've unsubscribed for less. And I was like, all right, noted. That was just nervous energy that day. But yeah, it was but like. My whole episode was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you were, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was yeah, yeah. very early days, isn't it? It was. And it's, it was. Hard, it's hard to find your feet. So anybody who comes on, especially someone who's not involved in the podcast world at all, but jumps in. And that's, you know, friends of ours uh, from other fashions, like when Debbie comes on or Richard comes on, people who don't do this all the time, to hit that switch and then go ahead and be like, I'm going to join in. That could be. I can be a little bit nervous, so I, I don't blame you at all for all for time. that. So, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like I should do some sort of thing. Okay, here's, I'll ask you one question, Kirst. Is the version of me that you hear on the podcast anything similar to the version of me you experienced growing up? Um, you're a little bit more tame on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. <laughs> you kind of walked that. into that. Yeah. Well, I was just kind of going, you know, yeah. for anybody who's going, he's not really like that, is he? Well, apparently. <laughs> Quieter on the podcast. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe just, maybe just, maybe just more. Reined in. Maybe just more PG. Well, I was also a teenager. I mean, <laughs> when you're a teenager, like shock humor is a thing, right? It was, yeah. Yeah. So what's the most, you know. It's probably. Sorry, it's probably also the fact that I'm not there with you, so there's no ribbing back and forth between us, so it feels a little more tame. Okay, yeah, maybe it's... <laughs> you're not, that's really nice. I'm not at the butt of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now you've said that, though, I think Kirsty might be joining the uh, Bully Ian Club for today. Bully Ian Club? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's going to happen. Don't forget who edits the podcast. Yeah, I know. I don't all disappear. So you guys saying, I'm like, I really think you are great. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think I, I also know who can... 
take me off the podcast. That's right. It's all right. Ellie's in control of the Zoom It's me. And if you think I don't have, I, I can mute you though. I've got the mute button here. <laughs> and, and if you think yeah. about the whole editing words together, I'm on summer holidays. I got time for it. I can do it. <laughs> so uh, let's pick, Kirsty, are you, you okay if I share kind of why I picked this? I think you, you obviously know why I've picked this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So I've picked this. Um, Kirsty and I lost my mom uh, just around, it was just December, December, I want to say 12th. I'm looking at Christmas. 10th, sorry. December 10th, um, just before Christmas, a couple weeks. And um, um, I remember where I was. I was at a McDonald's drive-thru and my sister phoned. Uh, we were doing Chicago. Georgia, yep. you, you were in the car, actually. I was in the car, yeah. And um, had a phone call, and we knew mom was sick, and I was coming home a week early from 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 school. I, I had clearance, and I was just waiting to get to Sunday. And it just didn't end up having enough time for that. And uh, it was... I mean, what are you going to say? There's nothing new to say about when, when you lose a parent. It, it's, it, it's profound. It's your whole everything changes, and there's just this absolute toggle switch. And it's like, that is it. There's, there's, there's a new thing. You don't fade out. It just, it just, it just is. Mm-hmm. There was a with my mom, and there was a without my mom. And, um, you know, um, and so I kind of was thinking to myself – because we, we just went on the next Sunday and just and just did the next episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that was. And you were like, do you want to think off? I'm like, no, I think it's just good for me to just keep busy. You've done so well. Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate so that. Well. I really, really appreciate that. And it was tricky. And we the plan originally was I was going to come home. And uh, I was talking to my colleagues and going, yeah, you still have a week off. Please go home. And the decision was made. Look, it's quarantine on both sides. COVID's still a huge thing, obviously, at that mm-hmm. point. Um, there'd be no point to coming home because I'm going to spend two weeks in a hotel. Yeah. And then I'm gonna spend two weeks in a hotel on the way back, or not a hotel. I'll be in my house, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but it was just like, is that? And you know, there's no gatherings allowed at that point still, so there wouldn't be any sort of memorial. So was it really a thing? So, um, kind of felt a little bit far from family at a time when maybe you want family. So I'm very thankful to a ellie georgia liam ethan for sort of being there and keeping me busy and keeping me sane and i was very thankful to go to work actually as well which is a strange thing but i'm like what am i gonna do sit at home and just let my brain go yeah so i was thankful for all those things some people have a job where i can actually stay i remember i had some students and they gave me this lovely card and one boy he knew my he knew mom was sick and he wrote on my card for christmas i hope your mom gets better and it was like the i got it the day oh and it was uh it was hard. It was hard. And so when I thought, when it came to me thinking about what to do with one of my, one of my picks, I was like, I want to do Steel Magnolias because my mom loved Steel Magnolias as a film. And then I thought the natural thing to do, if she was up for it, was to ask Kirsty if she wants to, 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 to hop on. And it felt like the right thing to do. Uh, because in our family growing up, uh, maybe Kirsty, you want to run with this for a little bit. But, but uh, you know, outside of, there's two things that were a constant in our house. Number one was food. <laughs> food, if something bad happened, we need, let, let, let's, 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 let's make something. Let's go somewhere. If something great happened, we need to celebrate. <laughs> like, uh, like, you had a bad day, mom would be like, here, I made you a cake. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a particularly good cake. No. But it was some cake. I remember coming oh, home and mom had ordered, like, Fifty dollars worth of custom-made baked goods in the bakery. Wow. Like, have some more. I'm like, Mom, I'm really quite full. And she, well, I'm gonna have to eat all these. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not going to obligation eat all these baked goods, Mom. <laughs> but I mean, like, we'd get together for Christmas and we'd have Christmas dinner. And within like like an hour, Mom's like, should we get out the hors d'oeuvres? Because family meant food and family and togetherness meant eating. And so these things are made. And so even today, when we have the podcast. People come around that I cook. I cook today. You do, yeah. I think there's a little bit of that. And the second thing that was, was Mom loved movies and we were a big movie family growing up. Um, Kirst, do you want to tell the story about the saint? <laughs> Five minutes into the screening, Mom goes, hey, let's add this to our personal library. Because we have a huge... Yeah. Cause, cause we have Ridiculous. This, yeah, we have this huge video library. And we were very quick to sort of watch it and go, we should get this. Yeah, we should get this. But we hadn't even hit the title sequence of the saint. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen the saint with Val Kilmer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I quite like the saint. Yeah. It's a nice little it's, movie. It's right. And the cool, the opening bit's kind of neat. Like, oh, he's doing these cool things. But I was like, I've never come across. I mean, even then we made fun. We're like, mom. <laughs> a little premium. Now, to be fair, to be fair, we did add it to the library. <laughs> she wasn't wrong. Maybe she did. Yeah, maybe she did. Or maybe it was a gift for mom the next Christmas. Because Christmas was, we everybody got given movies, and then we tended to watch them all that evening. And so that was kind of really sort of important things. And I remember my mom um, watching Steel Magnolias and loving it. And me not really getting it and not getting the movie. And it wasn't until we went back and we revisited it for the Julia Roberts Real Roundtable. Then I watched, I think I saw it with fresh eyes and went, this is a beautiful story. And it's yeah. actually, and it is a story about mothers and daughters, uh, which kind of puts me outside of the equation to a degree. Mm-hmm. But I can really, really uh, appreciate it. Curse, do you remember the first time you saw Steel Magnolias? I have got one of the worst memories ever. So no, I don't really remember because I'm sure oh. once I saw it once, I probably watched it 30 times in a row because okay. you know me. I do. I'm not going to mention Titanic. No, nope, anyway. don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard the stories. <laughs> yeah, like my mom, when, when I was a little girl, she had to throw out movies because I would just watch them incessantly. So I don't remember my first time watching Steel Magnolias, but it's always been a story I loved. And I think now watching it, this was the first time I watched it since I'd had my daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's even, I don't think I watched it even after I had my son. So I've got a five and a three-year-old. And it hit me a lot harder this time. And mm-hmm. I think, I didn't even take into account that it was my mom's favorite movie. I think just being a parent watching it had a different, like more impoundly effect on me. That's really interesting because I still don't think I look at it and think of the child's perspective. I think, I, I mean, the parent's perspective. I think I still do look at it more so from the... Uh, oh, no, I do. I do, you right? Yeah. yeah. It Interesting. It's so, Sunny Field that really sort of. Uh, oh uh, yeah, well, feel, at the end we'll talk. Uh, maybe maybe I'm not speaking fairly, but yeah, I, maybe I hadn't considered that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May I ask a question? You Go just did, it. but do another one. <laughs> Thank you. Am I the only parent right now talking? Yes. There we go. Okay, so yeah, th- that's a di- little different too than my perspective will be. Don't you get to play the parent card? There you go. <laughs> there we are. Yeah. You represent all parents and all mothers <laughs> everywhere, near and far. <laughs> Well, Debbie will appreciate that. Occasionally, Debbie goes, you know, as, as a mother, as a mum, and she'll say things like that. So there we go. Plays the mum card. Plays the mum card. So today, the the, the, the mum card will be played by Kirsty. So are you telling me I'm never going to well, be a mum? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it might happen. I figure, I figure Ian's going to play the Canadian card, so I get to play the parent I? card. I just play the I just play the Ian's always right card. <laughs> that card gets you out of a lot of situations. He plays the Have You Still Got the Canadian National Anthem on the um on the 
I took that, respectful I, note I, from Kesty there. I, I took that off last week and put it back on this week. I'm like, I don't know why. <laughs> there you go. I somehow knew. I somehow yeah. knew. Let's jump in. Uh, the film, context, uh, directed by Herbert Ross. Herbert Ross has also done some other, I, I, I'd argue, female-driven films like towards a female audience. Okay. Uh, Boys on the Side? Not seen it. Oh, really? Drew Barrymore? No. Kirsty, you remember Drew Boys on the Side, right? Yeah. This is the, great because usually I have to go to Liam for my, you've seen this, right? Now I can go to Liam and Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> They're both comparables. Because Boys on the Side, that's one like, is that Whoopi Goldberg, Drew Barrymore? Is that that one? I, I didn't she gets care sick? enough. I'm sure it is. I'm sure. I think she's in a bus and flashes like the, the camera at one point. Oh, that's I don't know why I remember familiar. that. Yeah. Is that it? Short yeah. blonde hair. Yeah. yeah, short blonde hair. That's exactly it. Uh, the Secret of My Success. Oh, yes. Great M- movie. MJF. I love this I movie. Ever, I don't think I've ever seen that Helen one. Slater. What? Helen Slater and Mike J. Oh, Fox. she really in that? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then uh, Footloose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great movie. So written by Robert Harling, who also wrote The First Wives Club. Yep. First Wives Club's a nice little movie. Yeah. Um, Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler, yeah, yeah, Diane yeah. Keaton, I want to yeah, say. Diane yeah, Diane Keaton, yeah. Uh, also did Soap Dish. Oh, um, yeah. Johnny Depp. Yes. And... No, 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 no. No? Soap dish is... Um... No, isn't that Bruce Willis? Soap dish? Soap uh, dish. That's you're not confusing it with soap, are you? I, I am. Okay. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, cinematography by John A. Alonzo, who did Star Trek Generations, House Sitter, The Bad News Bears, <laughs> and Cool World, which we talked about last week on yeah, the pod. That's weird. Yeah. And then music by Georges Delarue, who's got 389 different credits over 61 years, wow. including Curly Sue, <laughs> Beaches, Twins, Platoon, and you brought it up earlier, Joe versus the Volcano. Yay. Soap Dish is apparently RDJ, not... RDJ? Not... Yeah. Okay. And Sally Field. Yeah. Sally Field. There we are. And Whoopi Goldberg again. again. So Steel Magnolias is 1989 American comedy drama directed by Herbert Ross. The picture is an adaptation of Robert Harlan's 1987 play of the same name, which you've seen this play, haven't you? I have. Yeah. 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 Uh, About the bond of a group of women share in a small town southern community and how they deal with the death of one of their own. Um, There's a couple other things, but I want to leave that for a second here. Um... Basically, he writes this as a coping mechanism because large parts of this are actually based on the death of his actual sister. Wow. Mm-hmm. So he sort of immortalizes his story with her through this tale. No wonder that's so heartfelt. And it, it turned originally it was going to be a short story, and then it turns into uh, a play over 10 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was released by TriStar Pictures in the U.S. on November 15th, 1989. And uh, yeah, it's really kind of kind of more or less the quick and quick and dirty sort of context before we get into casting and all that sort of stuff. We'll yeah, do yeah. that as, as, as we kind of go through. So uh, when Bette Davis, Bette Davis, Betty Davis, what do you say? Is it Bette or is Betty it Betty? Davis. Betty Davis? Yeah. I uh, saw the off-Broadway play. She thought it would be a great film for her. She envisioned herself as Weezer, Catherine Hepburn as Clary, Elizabeth Taylor as Truvy. However, when she contacted the rights holders, she found out they intended to cast much younger actresses. <laughs> I don't know about the words much younger. No, especially Shirley <laughs> Especially some of these ones, yeah. right? But the age game should be fun at the end of the review. But, um, and also the idea that Sally Field and Shirley McLean said in an interview with director Herbert Ross was actually very difficult to, to work with, telling the main actresses they couldn't act, and in particular singled out Julia Roberts to the point where she would leave in tears. Really? Wow. Yeah. She was good yeah. in this. Um, and- go ahead. Sorry, did you see the quote that Dolly Parton said? He said to her, "Yeah, I got that later." Um, can on. you even act? Yeah, and he, she's like, "Well, if you're a proper director, you'd make it look like I could." 
Yeah, that's the director's job. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we start off with studio identification, and I love TriStar. I do. Uh, the horse jumping over yeah, the... Yeah, I love great. that. And the music. I miss it. Boom. Love that. And Julia, all the names were in lowercase. Yeah. This this does my head as an English teacher. I'm like, no, names are important. They got capitals. Yeah, that did my head into. And Julia Roberts is about fifth billing. Yeah. It was the last time. Probably this is the last time that happens. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it's only her second movie. Yep. Yep. But, uh, you know, a, a, a sizable part. Yep. Arguably oh, yeah. the part. Uh, but Was her st- first one Mystic Pizza? Uh, first yeah. one, yeah, recorded. Yeah. That's a hilarious well, name. It was important to Harling that the film be shot in his hometown of Natchitoches. Okay. Natchitoches, Louisiana. And its impact still being felt today. For everyone who's seen the movie outside of Natchitoches, it is still synonymous with the movie, says the executive director of the Natchitoches uh, <laughs> Convention and Tourism Bureau. It has a tremendous impact on the tourism trade and of our community, and you can still go there and visit some of the main locations on an official tour. Oh, that's cool. But what else would you do if you were in Natchitoches? Exactly. I mean, why not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a few houses, but you go ask the house and oh, cool. Yeah. And just saying nacho cheese over and over again. Nacho. T- I didn't get an answer from 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 Carlo whether it was nacho or nacho. It's no. not. Kirsty, back me up on this. It's nacho, right? It's nacho. How? Oh, like, how do you pronounce it? Is it nacho or nacho? Well, nacho. Nacho. Thank you. Nacho. Yeah, there's like no tea in it. Yeah, it's it's not it's not macho macho man. It's macho man. It's nacho. It's, it, I would say macho as well. Macho. Yeah. <laughs> you would say macho. Macho. Yeah, macho. The song, macho, the song doesn't macho. go macho. It's macho macho. You listen to it. It's clearly how it's pronounced. We say macho. You say macho. Yeah. <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> you're you're wrong. Uh, what do you think of the score? I love the music in this. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It, it, it creates the atmosphere. Yeah, and it's a soft. It's a it's a soft, gentle story. Yeah, it is big emotions, but it's a soft, gentle. And you know the whole idea about steel magnolias or magnolia, a really delicate flower, mm-hmm. but the idea of strength and the strength comes in these more delicate creatures, yeah. aka women <laughs> yeah so uh, on the dvd commentary herbert ross describes how george larue was not his first choice as composer for the film another well-known composer's music was rejected but he doesn't say who it was john williams can you imagine can you imagine rejecting john sorry williams? john <laughs> what credits do you have <laughs> yeah we're not really feeling the star wars vibe for this <laughs> no. go write the tristar jingle instead <laughs> <laughs> what it sounded like. Uh, uh, first character we really meet, in a sense, is Anel, played by Daryl Hannah, um, who was originally turned down for the role. Oh. Who looked exactly like drag queen Katia, if anyone is familiar with Drag Race, um, and I could not not see it, um, th- and it ruined the film for I me. I think what you're saying is Katia <laughs> looks like... Curse, do you know who this is? I'm, I'm a huge Drag Race fan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with glasses, like what? Yeah, looked yeah. exactly like Katia. All right. Director Herbert Ross thought that she was too attractive. She asked if she could come and read for the part anyway. The next day, she arrived at the studio dressed as a Nell, so unrecognizable that security wouldn't let her in. To wow. be honest with you, the first time I watched it, I didn't recognize her either. No, she seems incredibly unattractive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we start at the house, and uh, in the first screenplay, and uh, the play itself, the play just takes place entirely in the beauty shop. Yep. But this obviously couldn't do that, so you had to rewrite some situations. And there's a huge deal now with this house and, and the house of the... I don't even remember what the family's name is. Truvies. Uh, Truvies. Uh, no, not, not, no, not the beauty salon. I mean, I mean, oh. the, I mean the, the, the family home that we start off with. 
The family home, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malin's, Malin's home. Malin's, Malin ever, and Drum. Did we actually ever find it out? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, this house is now a bed and breakfast. Is it? And in case you're not sure how to find it, it's okay. They've helped you out. It's called the Steel Magnolia's Bed and Breakfast. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And we meet Dad. Dad's name is Drum. Tom Skerritt? They must have been drunk when they named these characters. They must have been. Yeah. Played by Tom Skerritt. <laughs> Tom Skerritt is great in everything. I like it. Tom Skerritt is who you phone if you can't get either Tom Selleck or Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Because yep. he looks just like... Burt Reynolds could have done this. But Yeah, Burt would have been Tom good Selleck could have done this. Tom Selleck might not be old enough in 89 to do this, but but Burt, Burt Reynolds yeah. would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd like, I that see being Burt. said, Skerritt's really good in this. He is, but I'd yeah. like to see Burt now. <laughs> um, and this was... Because this character is not in the play. Because oh. there are no male characters yes, in the play. Yes, it all yes. takes place in the beauty shop. Yes. So um, mm. it caused some dialogue changes amongst them. Uh, we've got, of course, uh, in, in, the, in the play, Truvy has two sons. In the film, he has one, but he gets lines. Um, and Shirley MacLaine and Tom Skerritt play antagonists to each other in this film. And they'd previously played a married couple in a film called The Turning Point, which was also directed by Herbert Ross. Wow. And Tom Skerritt, drum, is shooting at some birds. He is. And this draws the attention of Shelby, played by Julia Roberts, who might have a career in front of her, I think. Do you think so? Oh, really? Was that southern accent? I don't think so. Originally, (laughs) this was... Someone else was under contract to play this role. I'm trying to think about back in the 80s. Oh, um... A brain cloud. Brain cloud? A brain cloud. Oh, this is the one I want. Do you think you know, Kirsty? Yeah, I do. I think it's Winona Ryder, but then... It's, she not, to it's not Winona Ryder. It's not Winona okay, Ryder. Well, she was a candidate. The queen of the rom-com. Who could I be talking about? Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. But Meg Ryan t- eventually let, let her out of it because she's going to go film this little film called When Harry Met Sally. Oh, <laughs> she, made the, she made a good call there. Yeah, she did. She did. This is good. But when Harry Met Sally defines her career for yeah, a decade. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also offered the role of Shelby, though, was, and Kirsty's not wrong, Winona Ryder. Oh, I thought she'd have been a bit too young. They were charmed by her, but thought she was too young. There we are. Which is ironic because there's, I'll say this, there's not that much of an age gap between her and the woman who would get the part. That's not saying the age game answer. That's just yeah. saying they're close <laughs> together. Um, also in the running, Laura Dern. Oh, okay. Yeah, she Jurassic the, Park herself. A Jurassic yeah. Park and the very long neck in Last Jedi. So yeah. the yes. dinosaur then. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Dern was in the running, but they wanted Roberts, who was filming Mystic Pizza, to audition. And when she auditioned, Robert Harling said she walked into the room and the smile did everything up. And I said, that's my sister. So she joined the party and she was magnificent. I wish Robert Harlan could have stuck around and told the director to take it easy on her. (laughs) Stop picking on my sister. Uh, In the Sydney version of the play, Sydney, guess who plays Shelby? It's got to be. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Let me out of the car, Cole. Let me out of the car. Let me out of the car. Let me out of the car. I'm getting my hair done. Let me out of the car. <laughs> um, but Sally Field says about the director, he went after Julia with, with a vengeance. This was pretty much her first big film. Shirley MacLaine added that Roberts would come to my house every night and say, I think I'm terrible. What am I doing? And she was really in tears. When filming began on Steel Magnolias, Roberts was dating Liam Neeson her co-star wow. in Satisfaction. She allegedly broke up with Liam Neeson to begin dating Dylan McDermott. Oh. Who plays her husband yeah, in yeah. this film. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the couple eventually became engaged before breaking up in 1990. And Shelby hates her nail polish, her fingernail polish, and her brothers. I'm a bit torn on this because she's such a spoiled brat, but at the same time, it is her wedding day. So Shelby like, is such a spoiled brat. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of have a, a soft spot for 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 brothers. They're just they're just you know. <laughs> what do you think, Kirst? How, how was that? <laughs> No comment. No comment. Okay, there we go. So um, the, the brothers, I mean, they're, I mean, they're very one note. They're just, of course, they're just like the troublesome. Like, the only way this could have been more one dimensional is if you made them twins. I know, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. At the same time, they're very much like their father, who was going crazy shooting birds out of a tree. Yeah, true. I love like that. They, yeah, those apples don't fall far from that tree. Yeah, but this is the thing. I mean, this speaks to the old, maybe the southern ways. I'm not from the south, but this idea that there's a way that men behave and there's a way that women behave, and it's very clearly defined in this film. Wait, Canada's not in the south. No, it's not in the south. <laughs> Canada, Canada America's has hats. A, you don't wear your hat on your bum. Canada, Canada has a south. <laughs> but um, and then we meet Mum Malin Malin. Can Strange someone explain name. this name to me? Because Malin, no. Ma- Mary Lynn, maybe <laughs> Malin for short. I don't know. I can get Weezer because that's Louisa without the L. That makes perfect sense. Okay, but except for it's not Weezer, it's Weezer. But like it's with a with a southern accent. That's how it Weezer. That's where right. it comes out, and it Weezer. like but like Malin. What's your favorite Weezer song? <laughs> oh, Teenage um, Dirtbag. Don't be stupid. That's no, Weezer. That's, that's not oh, Weezer. <laughs> what's the one where they do the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, she did push the button on herself that way. What's your favorite Weezer song? What's the one with the Happy Days? Uh, oh, it's Buddy Holly. That one. Oh, EO, I love just like Buddy Holly. Holly. Great, great video. Yeah, great, great video. Cursed? I like it. That's your favorite Weezer song? Okay. Uh, I think I like. That's going to be in my head for the rest of the night. I think I like hash pipe. You got my hash pipe. The green album, the blue album. Love them both. Mm-hmm. Favorite. Oh, you know what? The red album. The greatest man that ever lived. It's called. Greatest man. That ever lived. I am the greatest man that ever lived. <laughs> I was born to give and give and give. I wonder why you I like don't, that song. Yeah, I know. I don't, if, I, if I was a wrestler, totally my theme music. <laughs> and I thought it was a great idea. And then some wrestler actually used it for a while in Independence as his theme music. Uh. I'm like, stole my idea. So there we go. Um, but anyway, back to names that we can't pronounce. Malin. Uh, the producers thought people would not believe Sally Field to be a mother to a 22-year-old child until Field pointed out that her first son was pretty close to 22. He was actually just five days from his 20th birthday on the day <laughs> of the film's release. So she lies a bit and gets the part. They age her up, though, in um, Thingy as well, don't they? Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, 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 the twin, bo- not twin boys, but the boys put ice down her back. And I, I, can't, I don't remember putting ice down mum's back ever. I don't think I was that. No, no, but, but not even after I you watched this film. I do to my friends. I don't do no. it to my parents. Yeah, it, did, it seemed a bit, a bit odd. And the ice came out of her back. It yeah, did. It, 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 it hit the like, floor with the like, You hear it go thwack. You're like, Shelby, help me get it out of my back. Shelby, Shelby. Shelby. And Anel keeps moving down the road to the local beauty parlor where we meet Truvy, played by... Dolly Parton herself. Dolly Parton. Yeah. The songwriter of the song from The Bodyguard. Yes. Amongst other things. And funder of COVID vaccines. We love Dolly. Yeah. Which was... Dolly! That song was written about uh, Port Wagner, the guy she yeah. did duets with. Not not, not Kevin Costner, as it turns out. No. Okay. Yes, now, do you know she wrote that song the same day she wrote Jolene? I did not know she wrote the same oh, day. And, and, and I feel, accom- I feel accomplished if I, if I put a load of laundry on. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote Jolene and I will always love you on the same day. Well, then I gotta I like, say this, Dolly like Parton. What have you been doing with your other days? Because you know what? You've been slacking since then. Didn't she do another song called Coat of Many Colors? Are you thinking of Joseph? Joseph? That's Joseph. No. 
Did no. she look handsome? Did she look smart? Was she a walking work no, of no, art? No, no, Maybe it wasn't a coat. Maybe it was a rug of many colours or something of many colours. Okay. But I can't remember. But it was something that just in the back of my Did mind. Did you paint so, with all the colours of the wind? So if anybody out there knows, please let us know. Was it red and yellow and green and brown and blue and ochre? I'd like to just point out that okay. blue is always the last colour in that sequence. It is, I'm so, sorry. Uh, and not blue! Right. Um, so she owns the beauty parlour. After a poor take, director Herbert Ross, as we said, asked if she could actually know it's your job to me look as though I can, which is true. We've talked about this before. A director's job is to hide his actors weaknesses yeah. and to accentuate their strengths which i brought up i believe in the crow when i talked about how bad that girl was in the crow yeah, she wasn't the greatest no she wasn't the greatest um and you know that's part of that's part of the gig is making sure it looks it looks decent and uh to his, i mean he might have been it sounds like by all kinds of intents and purposes he was a jerk i'll say this though he made me believe they could all act yeah i mean i don't think there's a bad acting job with a bunch of them no i think dolly does a great job yeah, the only thing it sounds was, like he's abusive, but it sounds yeah. like he, it's not, and, and, and it doesn't justify it. No, but no, I will no. say this: as far as the end product went, job well done. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't. I just didn't believe um, Julia Roberts's accent. That's all. That's because mom was better than her. Julia Roberts is from the South. I think she's just from a different state. So maybe oh, she had a hard time. I think she's from Georgia. So I think she had a hard time transferring that accent for Louisiana. Oh, okay. Not all Georgers have a hard time with that. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> and Sally Field said, you don't say that to Dolly Parton. Dolly yeah. Parton is absolutely the funniest, wittiest, and filthiest, and she will cut you to ribbons. I love Dolly Parton. I just kind of want to meet Dolly Parton and kind of just try and go toe to toe and just verbally and see kind of what happens there. I really want to go to Dollywood. Me too. Do you? Yeah. I have no desire whatsoever. Uh, back at the house, the brothers Tommy and Jonathan are planning to decorate the honeymoon car with rubbers and condoms. <laughs> rubbers. Uh, I gotta say this. Um, over here, I don't remember the word rubber ever meaning condoms. It doesn't it, here. Right. No, doesn't a hear. rubber is, is like, it's like an eraser. Yeah. I need a rubber. So I would go to my class. I'd move from Canada to so England to Canada. I'm like nine or 10. I put my hand up and go, I've, you know, can, can, can somebody give me a rubber or something like that? <laughs> and the kids just like, <laughs> Just like kill themselves laughing, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like what? Because, what have I done? When we were kids, they were called rubber johnnies. What? Yeah, I, don't, is, I don't remember that. that. Is, yeah, no, a, a rubber johnny is a condom, but yeah. just a rubber is. I'm a, nine, no, no, so no, I don't yeah. think yeah, I got yeah, to yeah. that point. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The, the, the Canadian kids all knew what it was. Uh, Jeez. Yeah, Dude, so we're old enough that they were called other things too. Well, Liam's the same age as us, Kirst, so. He's probably yeah. halfway between me and you. So, yeah. The first time I heard condom, it was called a French leather. What? French I've leather? Never, I've never heard of this. I've not heard that either. Jeez. Wow. Uh, so, Kirst is 14 <laughs> months younger than I am. So, we're really close in age. So, she was the year behind me in school all the way through. So, we shared a friendship group, which is great when, like, you know, you're acting as Kirsty said earlier, maybe not as tame as you should. <laughs> and yet there's your sister, and you're like, oh, this is getting home. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'd like to go out here and say Kirst wasn't the kind of person who would rat you out at home. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Kirsty. Uh, I bet you're regretting giving that no comment now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anel gives her first haircut, and Trudy's hair is massive. Huge. Huge. But she gets the job. Yeah. Because we're told, I don't know, your techniques are all right, but your form and structure, I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm not being funny. Dolly Parton has those big bouffants anyway, doesn't she? She has so those. She has what? I just heard she has yeah. what? <laughs> Normally have so, big bouffants. <laughs> those, those things. Yes. Uh, um, 
And so, uh, go ahead, Chris. Both Dolly and um, Daryl Hannah had to go to beauty school to learn techniques for this. They did? Really? Yeah. They went to actual beauty school to get like these, I mean, these southern hairdos. I I question this in some scenes. Southern hairdos, (laughs) and even even like in Texas, like big hair is still a thing in Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amongst like like conservatives of a certain age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like big hair, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. The big hair, the big... Dynasty and all that sort of stuff. Dallas. Their secrets. Yeah, so um, that's Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> so um, she says, "With the wedding everything going on today, they're going to be busier than a one-armed paper hanger." I just love some of these southern expressions. I wrote some down, and she goes, "Well, what about Elvis? Some bits on you?" She goes, "Oh, I'm just like static electricity. I pick up everything but boys and money." <laughs> and she says, "Here's my life's motto: There is no such thing as natural beauty." <laughs> It takes some effort to look like this. And I'm oh, like, fair enough. That's the sort of thing Dolly Parton yeah, would say. I can tell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Trudy's lived her all her life. And this is good exposition. She sort of explains who she is and where she, who she is within the community. And th- we said this before. We said it in Greece, actually. It makes sense. If you have someone new to the area, yeah. you can then exchange all the information you want because they're new to the area. So yeah. you would have to explain things. Good exposition. Yes, it was. Why wouldn't it be? Oh, I hated it. If someone's new to the community to say, I've lived here 30 years, that's what you would say to someone who you just oh, met. I just, I you thought would. it was really poor script writing. I thought it was, it. no, I thought it was fantastic. There is some bad script writing to come later. This isn't it. Anybody else? No, no, you're right. Oh, yeah, I'm right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, thank you. No, 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 <laughs> because that is, yeah, you're right. No, because that's what you would do. <laughs> if someone's new, you would, you would explain it. You could do explain, uh, basically by introducing anel to all these characters we find out most of their backstories of course, yeah. so it's great and the next person we meet is clary played by olympia dukakis who's great in this i like her yeah um, she had a good run she did she did was she was she driving miss daisy uh no not with someone else yeah she was i think was she no that was jessica um, oh, yeah. Je- oh, jessica no, that was Tandy. someone else jessica someone Tandy. else won an yeah. oscar the same year or something uh, she, Olymp- was in, she was in cocoon wasn't she i haven't seen cocoon i need to Olympia Dukakis is the former first lady of a town and she's one heck of a gossip her her husband's dead and she's trying to find ways to keep herself kind of occupied really they start gossiping about Anel Clarice thinks Anel might rob her and we told she was not even 18 she might be 18 but she thinks she's a past she goes, you can't have a past at 18. If you can achieve puberty, you can achieve a past. Yeah. Love that. There we go. <laughs> and then we meet someone sneaking into the house. Don't worry. It's just the groom. It's Dylan McDermott, who I know mostly from the practice. I've not seen the practice. So what do you know him from? I just know his name. Oh, okay. I've seen it in credits. Curse, do you know him for anything else besides this? A- Nothing that I care to remember. <laughs> The practice is the big thing. He had a big run. It was like it was like a legal drama. Oh, okay. It was the same thing that also gave us Cameron Mannheim. I think I'm saying that right? Yeah. So he was a big deal. And now he just plays a schmuck in lots of things. Oh, okay. He plays like this corrupt guy now. But yeah, he was a leading man for, for, for a cup of coffee there. I'm and, just one of these sad people that watch credits. Okay. And, and I notice his name. And I go, oh, that's the name I recognize. Well, he's sneaking in to see Shelby in the tub. So I hope she recognized him as well. You think they got the- <laughs> Takes it very well. It's very pretty woman, this uh, scene. Oh yeah, in the tub. She, she may as well just been singing some Prince. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's he's charming, and we and we do find out there's issues with her ability to carry his children. But it's not like, oh boy, that totally makes up for the fact that I can't have children because I'm diabetic. Like it wasn't yeah, yeah, that. It no. was like this offhanded comment about how she can't bear his children or carry his children. And I'm like, okay, I appreciate that. It wasn't flat out said, said, said. No, but it's mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and, and it's her that's later. had the second thoughts, not him. Yeah, I, I like that too. 
Um, he tells her he's going to make her very happy. Uh, downstairs, there's a brother playing basketball who's never played basketball before in his life. You can always tell mm-hmm. when they bounce themselves with the ball. That's not how you play basketball. No. Basketball is all on the wrist. No other part of you should be bouncing with it. <laughs> Except if you're Ian and it's his ankle on a uh, pitch before we had to do a show. Yeah. That was, <sighs> was this Greece? That was Greece. When I, when I injured my ankle between the matinee and the final show. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. still went on. Oh, this took like two years to, to fix, didn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, if I go swimming in Kirstie, has a pool, Kirstie has a pool at her house. And if I go swimming wow. in her pool, I can still feel it a little bit. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, great. I was, I was in the best shape of my life before I happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you hate Greece, isn't that's it? Why, that's part of it, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, uh, mum, uh, Sally Field, hides the gun. That was... See, only, in the drawer. Would, only this would happen in America. Do you know what I mean? Someone's gone outside, shooting outside, willy-nilly. It is a bit no of a punchline. Ha, 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 they hit his gun. Yeah, yeah. and then they just <laughs> use one great gun, yeah. and she puts it in the side Here we'd be like, they should lock the gun up. No, she just puts yeah. it in the drawer. Underneath, yeah. like, underneath, like, Some like a, letters. Underneath, like, a letter. <laughs> <laughs> and Shelby and Mum disagree about hairstyles. Shelby wants to wear it down, and, you know, it's this mother-daughter kind of combative, but still loving kind of whatever. And we meet Weezer. And like, oh, it's that woman played by Shirley MacLaine, who I'm going to say it's about another person. She's great. She is. Very She's great in this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, m- most of the humor, I think, comes from Weezer in this film. Uh, either doing the joke or being the butt of the joke. She kind of starts mm-hmm. off being slapsticky. She comes off very one dimensional, but she develops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She absolutely yeah. develops as the film goes yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I think it's like we're a now. Because I think we're like a now. We get introduced to them and we slowly see them become much more developed throughout. Yeah. Um, she's struggling with her dogs and drum loves it. Um, I think he says, Weezer, you look like ham and shit. <laughs> Hammered shit. I thought oh, it was. I have no idea. <laughs> and she, that's not very so. nice. And then he just drops the, the, the hammered or ham and and just says, okay, you just look like shit. Was that improv? <laughs> I have nothing with that. She takes his bullets and throws them in the pool. In the swimming pool, yeah. This is weird. <laughs> that's very weird. <laughs> Who's just got bullets scattered across the table in the back garden? Um, only in America Herbert Ross uh, like we said had lost oh sorry Herbert Ross we haven't said this yet lost his first wife in 1987 only two years before the film's release his harsh treatment of the actors led Shirley MacLaine to tell him he'd been behaving badly since Nora's death and it wasn't respectful to her or to them Shirley MacLaine's in that position in her life where she can turn around to the director and go and give it Shirley MacLaine's a legend of course that's what I mean she's got that back catalogue and that, that support and you think about the lack of films for older women yeah. in general but especially back then yeah 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 yeah. like you know like this is this is like you know to a certain degree this is like the murderer's row who's your what's the word they say uh um who's on your mount rushmore of like you know yeah, older yeah. female actors you pretty much have them here absolutely so shirley mclean nothing but respect she nails us she does. i think as a kid i didn't get weezer now as an adult i'm like yeah weezer's great i, I, I agree with that too uh doing the hair for the wedding we Kirsty talked about the training anel is nervous and asks melinda does your hair ha- does your dress have to go over your head because <laughs> she's afraid it'll get that big yeah that's funny clarice thinking about buying a radio station and shelby thinks you should do it because quote you got plenty of money <laughs> like that's not like you'd be good at it not well, you, you got lots of money. Yeah. You should buy, like, it could be anything. Just go ahead and buy it. Why? You, you've got money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a pound of pretension is worth a pound of manure, we, we hear. <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah, I wasn't so fond of that one. I was like, all right. I like it. I'm a little pretentious, right, though, aren't I? <laughs> mm. It's about six pounds of manure. 
What is? You. Oh, me? Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, Mom and Shelby agree that they both hate the groom's cake, and it's going to be an armadillo. Is that a thing? I liked them talking about it before they show up. Yes, groom's cakes are a thing. Cursed, you, you've seen enough, like, say, yes to address, and not because you're, you're, you're crazy for that sort of stuff, but I think just in North America, it's a thing. Do you want to talk about groom's I've cakes at all? To, I've been to four or five weddings with groom's cakes. Well, are, are they all armadillos? <laughs> no, but they're all inappropriate. <laughs> uh, oh, is that a thing then to be Are inappropriate? Really? Okay. Yeah, like inappropriate. <laughs> oh, <really? Okay. laughs> I had never heard like of that. a groom's cake inappropriate. Now, groom's cake is a thing. I think I've seen or heard it's things of it. It's an audio podcast, guys. Usually, well, I'm, I'm not okay with that. Uh, it's, 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 the ones I've heard of or seen have always, almost always been sports related. Oh, okay. Kind of like the equivalent yeah. of like of like a cake equivalent of, of like a man cave. Okay. This represents me. It's like the one thing he gets. She gets everything else. I feel cheated. He now. gets the man's cake. I feel cheated. I never got a groom's cake. I didn't get a groom's cake. Uh, I didn't. Um, so, what else do we have here? We've got. Uh, Can we touch on the colors of the wedding? Well, I'm going to get there in a second when we get to the actual okay. wedding itself, if that's okay. okay. Um, we find out Shell. Because oh, this is where we find out. We can talk about this part. What are your colors? And we find out they're blush and, blush and bashful. Was that it? Bashful, yeah. 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 Blush and bashful, which apparently means pink and pink. Pinkity pink. And she's like, no, no, blush and bashful. And I appreciate that because there are people who get like way too pro- about the colors. I'm like, yeah, it's pink. I'm not being funny, right? I like pink, but. You do like pink. I do. I, yeah. love, I love pink. Right? In your hair, you've got some, some blush and some bashful. I do. You do? I do. Um, but that was a bit too. Meh. A bit too much. A bit too much. Right. I mean, too much pink. Um, we I, as soon as I heard that, I said Bridezilla. Bridezilla, there we go. Yeah. Not the nails at the very first scene. <laughs> you, yeah, there was that too. Leading up to it. Yeah, because she wants, my nails are terrible. Go send someone out to get some better nail polish. Yeah. Like, Looks like you, a pig bled all over my hand. I'm like, you haven't thought of your nail polish until the morning where you woke up? Yeah. Why is she painting her own nails when there's a salon just down the road? That's a great question. Where like your family friends with the owner? (laughs) Surely she might have some? (laughs) Also, that's the thing that you can do not the morning of the wedding. You can do that before. Don't know. Yeah. See, Amazon Prime one day shipping changed our lives. (laughs) (laughs) Is it it two day Prime in Canada, Kirst? Right now it's like eight day Prime. Wow. Wow. Okay. We're we're, we're pretty much back to one. On most things. Almost all things. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't rub it in. Canada's really big, guys. <laughs> we just came out of like lockdown. Oh, you did just come out of lockdown again. Yeah. Because the kids didn't go so. back to school in the end, did they? No. And we could only get haircuts again last week. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we found out Shelby wasn't going to marry Jackson, but they worked it out and they didn't explain the whole thing. And I like that as well. Yeah. It just sort of lets it simmer. I didn't uh, get that the first time around. Yeah. I got it the second time. Shelby has a diabetic fit, which as a kid I did not understand. Uh, I thought she was possessed. But everyone seems to know (laughs) what to do. And they get uh, juice and all that stuff. And uh, Shelby tells her mom, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to leave, which was kind of strangely haunting. Um, We also find out children aren't possible for her. Uh, Shelby's afraid that Jackson's throwing away his chance for children, but Jackson's up for adopting 10 of them or even buying a kid. Um, and Shelby's upset at what she said to Malin and is really sorry. And uh, also sorry, but she screwed you, her hair up. Yep. You missed something great, though. As soon as Shelby said that, 
Malin right away goes back with because she's very sarcastic and very quick witted, and she's like, "I'd like to see you try." Oh, she's because she's not selling any of this. She's seen this book because she's seen it before. Yeah. We, the yeah, idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she is a carer. We absolutely get she's a carer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the part of the fear is is Jackson going to be as good at this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as long yeah. as she's home, she's safe. Because mm-hmm. mom doesn't work from the looks of it. No. So as long as she's home, she's safe. So if Shelby doesn't get married. Shelby's fine. There will always be someone to watch Shelby. So this is a lot different than just, you know, sending someone off and having cold feet or being a parent and going, I don't want to leave the house. This is kind of a more serious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, back at the house, Drum can't find his gun. And instead, they track down bows and arrows and crossbows. <laughs> and they go to grab a target. He goes, we're not doing target practice. <laughs> no. Weezer returns. She tells everybody that Drum is a boil on the butt of humanity. <laughs> I like a good metaphor. Uh, she goes, come on. He didn't even really do this. He goes, oh, yeah, he's a real gentleman. I bet he takes the dishes out of the sink before he pees in it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. And then Weezer interrogates Anel, and the other women are okay with it. And this is great because you use the character of, of Weezer to find out Anel's backstory. Yeah. Rather than have her explain it, have her interrogate it. And she's the one no one likes anyway. Uh, do, do but they all enable they all, her. They all move in. They all kind of like lean in. <laughs> um, it's almost like a stage comedy. Isn't oh, yeah. It? yeah. Like, where so it's almost like a bit where like. like Shuffle. It was kind of like when we did Twelfth Night, and you guys kind of like shuffled in behind yeah, as, the, yeah. as the letter reading yeah. scenes going on. Um, and then we find uh, so Anel goes, "I can't talk about it." To which point, Truvy and Clarie go in unison. Of course, of you course can. You can. <laughs> Uh, and then Weezer tells her, men are the most horrible creatures. They will ruin your life. You can mark my words. And there's a, this is just a quick cutaway to Malin and Shelby because it's her wedding day. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, and then we find out that Anel's uh, ex-husband ran out on her, took all her stuff, and her marriage might not even be legal. I guess what you want at that point, isn't it? Yeah. If he's, he's like caught up in drugs, you're like, yeah, please tell me the marriage ain't binding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bad news would be like, now you got to track him down to get a divorce. Well, what? <laughs> and Anel's invited to the reception, at the very least. Back at the house, Drum shoots an arrow full of firecrackers into the tree. He's lucky he doesn't burn the tree down. Yeah. And is there like a throwback to this when um, later on he doesn't hear stuff? We can't hear. Now, here's my question. He's in front. The two kids are literally flanking him. It doesn't explode till it hits the tree. Yeah. Why is his hearing gone? I don't it's know. It's like he had a shotgun and it went boom, boom. in his ear. Is it because he'd been shooting his gun so much in the morning? No, because it's that moment he starts taking his finger and putting it in his ear to act like it was that moment. Mm. Yeah, that is the moment in the, yeah. in the film well, that they tell us. Make sense. It doesn't make sense. No. It's still funny. um weezer's dog runs away and weezer and we know it's easter wedding because they put all these easter colored eggs in the back of the the car and weezer just slams the trunk shut and breaks all the eggs i don't get the easter egg so you would hide those and the children would go find them but there was no way that it's not chocolate but it's just something the kids can find but that but there's no way that boot was gonna shut no, because I don't think there was, because that was Anel. Anel was stacking them wrong, but it's her first day. She's awkward. She's trying to help. Ugh. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I can believe that. I'm okay with it. Anybody know? Okay. Um, so uh, where were we at here? We were here. Um, at the wedding, we get an isolated shot on Weezer. Uh, what I liked about this film is that generally it would leave scenes and go to the next scene, but feature the same character. Mm-hmm. So the last shot was of Weezer marching away, and then we got Weezer in the church. Yeah. And Weezer looks thoroughly displeased to be there. She does not want to be at the wedding. 
Which is great. She's not a romantic. She's the one person who's like, I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm only here under duress. Drum can't hear ever, anything. And Tom Skerritt's so good at selling this. I love Tom Skerritt. And it's this. not like, this could have been really like hokey. Yeah. And I don't think it goes that, I don't think it goes far enough to be hokey. I think it's just, I think it's just warm. <laughs> he even shouts. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, <laughs> and then we get, we get like a point of view shot either of, of Drum or of Shelby as the church doors open. Yeah. And it's just like pink threw up all over Ugh. the church. Pepto-Bismol, as they say. <laughs> yes, my colors are Pepto and Bismol. <laughs> I do love pink, but that's a bit much. I mean, this is like, keep in mind, it was also the 80s. And the 80s were big, colorful, flowery things anyway. Yeah. And then you go, well, let's make it really bad. So it's like like ridiculous to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even her, even her wedding dress is a slightly pink shade. Is it really? It's not, it's not white at all. As they're going down the aisle, Drum winks at Weezer and then he growls at her. <laughs> he does. He does that throughout the movie. <laughs> Which is great. I love this. Do you think he growls at her because he growls at the dog? I, yeah, I think so. I think he's, I think he's acting like because he, he, he's constantly winding her up. And they're neighbors, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the tree seems to be something they argue about whose tree is it? Yeah. Is it his tree? Is it her tree? <laughs> magnolia tree. Yeah. They go, who gives this woman in marriage? And then he has to be cued for who it is. And then he overly loves her. Her mother and I do. <laughs> made me laugh. And then we cut to the reception, which is goes from him holding uh, Shelby's arm and saying that line to now they're dancing at the reception. So this film really got kind of how to bookend these things together. And at this point, his hearing seems like it's improving. Malin is dancing with Jackson, tries to have a serious conversation. He ain't paying any attention, it feels like. No. He's charming, but he's not giving a... Because I'm going to ask a question. It is, should we, ju- should we judge Jackson somewhat for this film? I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to come back to it at the end. Okay. Because I got some issues, I think, with Jackson in this film. Yeah. Uh, and now is stealing some roles, and that was tragic. You that see was. this hand just steal roles? You're like, oh, who's this? Because I forgot. Yeah, 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 same. And then we a couple scenes go by, and we see she's... We find Oliver. yes, we find out she stuff him in her purse. I'm like, oh, my God, she can't afford to eat, so she's a steal from a wedding? Yeah, that's called steal, Magnolia. Ob- <laughs> yes. Obviously, Drum's got some money. I mean, this is a, this is a posh do. It is a they, they can, they can yeah. spoil some... They can get some, Just get, like, nine pieces of groom cake. Well, he used to be a fire pilot, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> was he a top gun he was oh yeah. brilliant is he the commanding officer yeah oh brilliant um and so um sandy sammy i think his name was in the end sammy gives anel the best cherry coke in the history of the world which she only gets once it's free yeah she didn't realize that and we also found out truvy doesn't trust anyone that does their own hair <laughs> Um, the groom's cake. Drum wants a truce long enough. We get the shot of this armadillo cake, and it's just hideous. Oh. It's, it's, it's gray <laughs> icing. And I don't, I don't mind the red velvet. I'm like, I'm okay with the look at that. But she, he, and of course, who's cutting the cake? It's Weezer, who somehow is, I don't know how, I don't know why she's got the role of cutting the cake, but she's cutting the cake. It's funny, it's funny. Um, and who's in the arse end of it? Well, he goes, he goes, he goes, give me, give me a piece of cake. And she cuts off the tail end <laughs> yeah. and puts it on the plate. And without missing a beat, nothing he goes. Nothing like a good piece of ass. Please, nothing like a good piece of ass. And he, of course, she no-sells. I think he like growls at it again as they go away. Um, and I really like that. You know was, what I mean? It was funny. I, I loved their back and forth the whole movie it was, long. It was good, yeah. You, the second half, it, 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 it disappears. You don't really get much of it. Uh, for obvious reasons. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's another character that jumps in and takes that role. Um, and then we got Truvy and Clarie talk gossip and body shame some poor woman. Don't yeah. like this. I didn't like this. I didn't. This, 
it's, it's supposed to be because the thing's supposed to be Clarissa Gossip, and that's her character. But they judge this woman because she's bought a five hundred dollars dress, but didn't wear a, a corset or a girdle. Girdle, it's, it's, girdle. Yeah. Is it? Corset, yeah. Or was it girdle? I, I, think, I think they said girdle. Is what some the, kind the of undergarment. Yeah, some sort of control undergarment. And then we have a, and then just get the idea about how how fat this woman is for the dress she's worn. We had to get a close up of, of her backside. Yeah, that was because they refer to it as they refer to it as two pigs fighting underneath a blanket. I yeah, believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's not even that fat. No, I mean the dress. No. Is, the dress is a bit snug for her. I will say that. Yeah, but I didn't. Not, but this is supposed to be characters I'm supposed to like. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I don't. I don't. Now, I, it wasn't. It wasn't needed for the storyline. No, it wasn't no. needed. I don't know what the point of this was. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be the idea that 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 you know Clarice funny and sharp. But I'm like, I I, I just didn't care for it. No, me either. Um, and there's all. But tell you what, though, there's this one couple who does what? Forget two pigs fighting a blanket. There's these two people who are dancing. They're very good. <laughs> I thought they were fantastic. I want to dance like that. Do you? Bring back dancing like that as as norm. As norm? Yeah. Normalized dancing like that. Yeah. Yes. Do it. Oh, I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> I want to feel the heat with somebody. Curse, we don't really sing on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do, Kirsten. Okay. Yes, you do. You I listen. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good check. I can see if she's been paying attention and listening to the pod. Um, we get another sweet scene between Shelby and Malin as she's she's gotten dressed into her, like her, you know, it's kind of like the successful suit she wears at the end of Pretty Woman. It is. <laughs> it's just like a pink version of that. Yeah. Um, is it normal in American weddings to leave whilst it's still quite early in the day? Because uh, this looks like not it's... Not that early. I can't speak to... I can't speak to the American South. I mean, I've been to weddings where it was done by like two. Yeah. But, but like for the most part, it's an, it's an evening departure. I was just saying, cause it just seemed a bit weird because obviously it's not an early morning wedding at all because we get all of that stuff in the morning. You see, and it's Easter. So how, how, how long is the sun staying up for? Yeah. 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 It just, it just felt a bit weird. Well, in the South, a bit longer than up here. A bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. But not like ridiculous. Well, when I went to Louisiana in October, it was still light at like nine thirty. Okay, but still nine thirty is a bit, a bit. But I'll tell you what, Malin's shaming everybody. Oh, do you have to go so soon? It's like, oh, yeah. no, no, go back in and have another piece of cake and dance some more. <laughs> we paid for the band till eleven. Because <laughs> everyone was, oh, 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 you're leaving so soon. <laughs> it's like the most passive aggressive welcome line ever. Um, and then we've got. Uh, Oh, she says to, um, Shelby says to her mom, you finally got rid of me. She goes, I think you'll be back every now and then. Shelby wants the small talk, and mom's like, you need to be serious. Yeah. And I understand both women. I do. Because if you're Shelby, you've been handled with, like, like China gloves, like, your your, your, whole, your whole life. life. Yeah. Don't touch her. She might break. And that would get maddening. On the flip side, if you're Malin, you've been dealing with her with, with, with like she's a China doll, because she is. Yeah. And if you don't, she will break. Yeah. Um, and this is what upsets me later when, um, with the father and the kids around the table. Yep. Which we'll oh, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the condom car arrives. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I like the fact they brought it up earlier. Yeah, yeah. So that we saw it when they did it. I'll say this yeah. much, though. There's way too much alcohol being consumed by that car. <laughs> like, that thing's a drink driving thing happening big time. Um, Shelby and Jackson leave. As they leave, Jackson and Shelby like kind of hug Malin and they run out of the shot and we stay for the first bit on the parents. Mm -hmm. Then we cut to them and we come back to the parents and we're a little bit closer. 
And then we cut back to the couple finally getting in the car and start to drive away. And then we get really close. And Drum looks happy. And Malin looks concerned. Yeah, yeah, she does. Really, really well done. And then when she thinks her daughter's looking at her, she puts the smile on and waves. Mm -hmm. But it is that. Sorry, Elian, can I catch that? Just constant worry. Yeah, constant worry. That's what motherhood is, this movie would tell me. sad, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, she, it's, it's bittersweet, isn't it? Yeah, I think when she puts the face on smiles and waves, she is happy it's for genuine, her. It's genuine, yeah. Not that, it's not that she's not happy for her, it's just that she's so, so worried that she's struggling to put on that brave face. Yep. Um, but you can tell that Shelby, her whole life, never was told no for anything except for her health. Yeah. Oh, she's mm-hmm. definitely spoiled. Oh, completely. <laughs> yeah. Without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Um, uh, then we go to Sandy offers a now Sammy. Sorry, Sammy offers a now a ride home, but she's got new shoes she wants to break in. Um, she's not really. Which <laughs> as far as like, that's ah, got to be the worst. <laughs> the worst I've just been reason. At a wedding all day. I've been at a wedding. All, yeah. <laughs> How much breaking in do they need? This, this, this lady walks like five miles a day. It looks like like yeah. she should be broken in. Um, uh, Weezer wants to give wants Clarie to give her well, to give her a ride to walk her home. Really, is more what it wants. Um, and this is the idea that Weezer's kind of codependent and really wants to be and wants to be, against the 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 tough exterior she brings. She wants she wants someone to look after. She wants someone to share her life with. Yeah, she does. Uh, really, she has the dog. At the- yeah, so the dog. That's dog. Right. Actually, I didn't think about that, but that would explain why yeah. she's so so fond of her dogs. Yeah, uh, that was then, also the first point that we saw how close the two of them were. That was an important scene. I'll give you that for that relationship. Yeah. A really important scene. But then, who's going to take care of me? She's like, you're you're, you're being ridiculous. You're parked over there. We well, only live over there. Yeah. Come watch the evening news with me. I don't think she wants. To, I don't think she wants to be alone. No, I, I agree. Then we have a time jump to Christmas, and you know. It's kind of hard to tell it's Christmas in the South because, you know, it doesn't snow. <laughs> no. It's not like Doctor Who London where it's like, oh, there's snow today. But um, I want to eat all the dinner at the stand where Truvian and Elle are working at this thing. It's like corn on the cob and like crayfish and everything sort of jumps into shrimp. one. I have never had like proper. Like, oh, I've never been to the, to, the, to the deep American Souths, but I would love to. I would just eat my way across the region. Should we do that as a tour? <laughs> the podcast tour of what are we gonna do we're gonna go to seal magnolia's town and review something else (laughs) we we, we could we could review the remake Um, there's a remake there's a remake oh Oh, god really yeah um you could go to new orleans what was that double jeopardy you can go there and review double Double jeopardy actually judd tommy lee jones yeah princess and the frog again i'll tell you what if we're on tour forget the qualification we're just doing the movies that fit with where we are where we are yeah Yeah. that could be our thing (laughs) movies that fit where we are there we go um weezer uh we said that already we're at uh, shelby's home shelby wouldn't miss going to the festival the festival the festival she wants to go to the festival and home before before dark (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and free from her husband and was living wild until truvy showed her the error of her ways i'll tell you what she looks great Right now, mm-hmm. I know. Mm-mm. Wait, compared to how she looked at the start, you think Truvy looks? You know, not Truvy. You think Anel looks worse? She, at the beginning? she doesn't look worse. She just doesn't look great. Oh, I think Anel look, She looks a lot I, better. I have too. to compare it to what she looked like at the start. She looks much yeah. better. But she, she then goes as the film goes on. She goes back again. So I, I'm, I'm not talking about that. For, yeah, no, but I just don't think she looks that much better. I think she does, and I think we're supposed to notice that. So that we 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 mourn when she's lost it again later on. Well, yeah. here's a hot take. I didn't notice. <laughs> really. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, how? <laughs> how did you not notice? Because she's like, I dropped my contact lens. Yeah. Like they actually made a part of the of, of the oh, movie. Yeah. 
yeah. I think probably, <laughs> I think I probably oh, noticed oh, the yeah. first time I watched it, and then the second time I wasn't as bothered by Anel. Okay. Mm. Anel, Anel is a plot point. Yeah, she's nothing. Yeah. After the introductions have happened, Anel may as well not exist. Yeah. The yeah. first time I watched the film, I didn't know what it was about, so I was probably paying a lot more attention to Anel as the first character we we're introduced to. Whereas now I knew that it was all about Shelby and Malin, and I was like, right. I'd be very curious what the play was like. I bet you Anel comes off a lot more of an equal player in the play. I honestly can't remember. I bet, because tell you what, she's a nothing in this. Her mm. story, she's got one, but yeah. not really. And it's funny because I watched an Oprah interview, and Daryl Hannah called herself the protagonist of the of the movie. Really? No. I'm not lying. Well, she's the first, I had to look up what protagonist the, really meant because I was like, she's the first character. I disagree, but she is the first character we're introduced to, and she is the last event that happens in the film. She is, yeah. Fair enough. And she's, I, I think she's, she's how wh- we get to meet all the other characters. Yeah, she is. I mean, she's a plot device by which, I guess, but I think she's just a plot device. Um, anyway, um, Clarie has bought the radio station, and she's now the color commentator on football games. The color commentator <laughs> I love this. isn't the person who calls the play. That would be the play-by-play guy. But the color commentator is the one who like shares stories. So, after, so when we watch, speaking of which... Fantasy football coming back. Fantasy football. Looking forward to it. Football Sunday. So when they go, oh, there's Tom Brady throwing for a 15-yard completion to Rob Gronkowski. Then the other voice comes in and goes, oh, it's so great to see Rob back after all those years of being retired. That's the color commentator. Oh, okay. So in this case, she actually takes color commentator to be somewhat literal because uh, we'll find out in a second when we go into the postgame show. She enjoys I really love that scene. Okay. Truvy goes home and Spud, and this is an interesting story that I thought could have been more developed as well. Spud and his mm-hmm. sort of story. He's clearly battling with depression mm-hmm. and what it means to be a man and take care of your wife, yeah. especially in a much more men do this, women do this place mm-hmm. in the American South in, in the late 80s. Uh, Shepard, uh, who we saw on the notebook. Ellie, do you re- recognize this? No. I believe Dolly Parton's husband is Rachel McAdams' father in the notebook. I think you're right. Yep, Sam Shepard. Take a look if you want. Um, I look forward to it. Uh, he looks like a poor man's Willem Dafoe in this, though, we he thought. He does, he yeah. does, he does. I was like, who's that guy? Green Goblin, Spider-Man. Uh, and he's really struggling. He, he didn't go to the wedding. He's not going here. So she goes everywhere by herself. And everyone goes, oh, how's he doing? Oh. oh. And you, you mean you mean Ryan Gosling's father? Oh, he's Ryan Gosling's father. That's right. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. I just looked at a picture of him and was like, oh, okay, because Rachel McAdams' father's got really dark hair. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to see him. Like, see, I, I couldn't place him when he wasn't hitting on his son's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get to the post game show, and Weezer and Clarice are in the dressing room, and Clarice talking about the uniforms. It's fine. Um, and Weezer is using her mirror to spy on the men. <laughs> now, Get it, on her. it's cute. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm going to say? I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Let's reverse it. Yeah, yeah. Let's absolutely. imagine it was like a women's football team. Yeah. Uh, soccer team, whatever you want to call it. And there's an old guy there, Walter Matthau, <laughs> or, or um, James Garner, yeah. with his mirror. <laughs> yeah, Closes yeah, yeah. it. But I don't know what it is. It is different cute. Spirit. It is cute. And it was a different time. And I will give you that. Yeah. Um, Weezer then um, challenges Clarion. Goes. Nobody cares. You're making a fool of yourself. I think it's funny actually going back to that because she hates men, and she's hating on them all the time because of her bad experience. Weezer. Weezer. Yeah. Okay. And uh, now you're seeing her perv on men. <laughs> you know. So she's. 
you see a different side to it. I there's think some, that's why. There's, there's some guys wrapped in towels and some guys who are just bearing it all. Bare naked, yeah. Bare naked. Um, back to the house, and they're talking Christmas presents for the men in their lives. This would be Malin and Shelby. And says, you know what Jackson's giving you to Shelby? And Shelby's giving me furniture. Oh, must be nice, Mr. Big Shot Lawyer. What, for the living room? Not for the nursery. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Uh, Malin doesn't take it I well. I realize that. Yep. Shelby <laughs> wants a congratulations. She just goes, congratulations. This is a great little scene. Cracks an egg. <laughs> yeah, oh, this is a great little scene. This, this I don't know what they're cooking. So I, the, I don't know what they're cooking. I want some of this. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a massive omelet. This is a great little scene because you can tell that um, Malin, Malin, Malin. I want to say Sally, Malin. Um, it's like it's like Bolin, Malin, Malin. Yeah, Malin. Um, you can tell that she's not happy whatsoever. Yes, and you can tell because she knows better. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can tell that uh, what's Julia Roberts. Shelby. Shelby. You can Shelby. tell that Shelby is looking for reassurance. Yep. And so- she, she wants that experience like all her friends have where they go yeah, home, yeah, yeah, tell yeah. their mom they're pregnant, and they jump up and down together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She but wants she that. She knew she weren't going to get that, but she's pushing for that. It's so sad. It I, I understand both characters yeah. fully. I totally do. Which is why I think it's yeah. working really well. I totally understand yeah. this. Such um, a good scene. Now, mom wants to know what Jackson thinks of all this. He's really excited. This is my issue. Jackson should know better. He should, yeah. He's putting her, and we get this really weird statement, and I want to do this because, um, oh, I have this somewhere. I'll keep going through the scene, and maybe if I forget it, it. Does he listen? No, not yet. But oh. uh, should we, Jackson? I said, Melinda says, I guess because he doesn't have to carry the child, it's none of his concern. Shelby says, no judge is going to give a, a baby to someone with my medical record. And I went, okay so now you want to be a mother and adoption is not an option yeah now they, they talk about a, a, you know let, let's just pay someone and mommy's like that happens all the time which <laughs> is a little bit old 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 school sort of stuff there that is yeah um, it's also like if you know that a judge isn't going to give you a baby because you're a danger to it because of your medical record why are you trying to have a baby and be on your own with it because she wants it more when she and there's a bit more of it too because she can't have it and but shelby she says I think it would help things a lot. What yeah. does this mean? Does this mean it would help my marriage a lot? Yeah, because that's yeah. what it comes. Because this as. is the case. Jackson's ready for this, effing nerds. Jackson sucks. sucks yeah, yeah. Because <sighs> that tells me they're having problems. And the baby is the fix-it. Fix yeah. If a I baby d- is if, never a fix-it. No, if if I can not, give right. him this, life will be better. Yeah. Yeah. I never picked up on that, and this time I, it was there. And it it's was so it, clear this time. And it just it just hanged in the air. Yeah, hung in the air. Yeah, it's hung heartbreaking. Yeah, it is heartbreaking. And so uh, Malin leaves at that point. Malin says the minute that Shelby's special, and there are limits to what she can do because she's not just a regular diabetic. She's a sp- I don't know my my my, my diabetes that well to know Type which one. ones are which. Pardon me. Type one, type yeah. Because type two is the one where you can do, do do most stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, so friend, her daughter is uh, type one. Type one? Okay. And that's very hands-on. She has to keep... Oh, wow. Everything, okay. everything she eats, she has to so, so as you, counteract. So as you're watching this, is that kind of going through your head a bit? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, this time around. Yeah. I have a friend who is uh, type one who uh, was hospitalized about two weeks ago because of his because of diabetes yeah. Um, and yeah. because he doesn't look after himself. So. Okay. It's very serious. Yeah. So, you know, you're not, you're not, no, you can't say diabetic. That's not the same. They're, they're, they're not equals on this one. No. Um, and so um, 
Shelby's convinced she knows better, and Mum's convinced that Jackson doesn't care, and this is the impasse we have. Shelby sees as the opportunity of a lifetime and a little piece of immortality, and I'm like, oh. no, knowing what's coming, I'm like, yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So the people who hadn't seen this before, uh, let's really just you, Georgia, what, what's going through your head at this point? Who are you siding with? At this point, I'm going, this film is fucking boring. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. But I think, I genuinely think, because I had no idea what was going on or what was going to happen, all of these little side bits that you're talking about and all these little kind of like almost Easter eggs for what's coming up, this foreshadowing. <laughs> Easter eggs. <laughs> all this yeah. foreshadowing means nothing to me. And so it's yeah. just little convoluted lines. And it was really, really um, quite, I was just going, I don't get it. Ellie, I how do many, not get it. If I may, Ellie, how many times have you seen this? Uh, just twice. Okay, so so can you sort of compare your first time to George's first time? Um, well, the first time I watched it was because you said that it was a brilliant film, um, but I really enjoyed it the whole way through. Um, there wasn't really a moment, you know, like sometimes you watch a film that someone recommends and you're like, really? Like, is this going to pick up? Like, I never. Yeah, usually that, we call those your but... your picks. <laughs> rude rude um, but I um, after I watched this the first time I recommended it to my mum I thought she'd really really like it yeah um, and she turned it off wow depends wow. now hang on turned it off because for what reason because she thought the quality was poor yeah she thought it was really boring okay Okay, so I, 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 just, I just thought as a mother, it could have also been troubling on, on a I different think, level. I think if you've known someone who's been through certain things, because again, I've also got a friend who's been through. Later on, we find out about something else. Yeah, and so that was also playing on my mind. So okay. I'm, 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 I'm balling up at this point. I'm balling through the whole movie because uh, because yeah. it's, it's touching nerves with me that of people that I'm. I know. I'll, I'll, I hear you. I'm not taking any of that away. What I want to do is say, I think this still has that impact, even if you don't have that yeah. in your life. Yeah, because because I, did, I didn't have that when I first watched it. Yeah. But I still had that impact on me, not at that point, but at certain points the film wants you to feel that. Yeah. Um, but this time around, with people that I know who's been through same things, I was I was welling up with, with what's going on. Um... So Malin says that, uh, oh, sorry, Shelby's desperate, and you can see it in her eyes. She is desperate oh, for this. Oh, yeah. And she's desperate, not only for the child, she's more desperate for mother support. Yeah. Just for, for, for 10 minutes, can you have my back because on this? Because they're always fighting with each other. Always. Yeah, just for, g- give me that moment where you and I can jump up and down. Yeah, just give yeah. me that for a moment, and we'll deal with the rest later. Yeah. And, 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 you know, to, to, to her credit and to her detriment at the same time, like, Malin can't do that. It's like, you know, I can't jump it down because you're going to have to deal with the consequences of this. Yeah, and I'm yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. And, uh, and she's, Shel- all, she's thelt that her whole life. Yeah. Shelby says, I would rather have 30 minutes of wonderful than a lifetime of nothing special. Now, you guys got to keep in mind that to Malin, she's like, Shelby is her something her, wonderful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not only that, <sighs> she's depriving that child of a mother. Shelby's too close to the situation. Can't see it. Yeah. She can't see the painting that's forming because she's too close to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we do, um, we, we, we jump to, uh, not a time jump, but we jump to outside the beauty shop and say, Sammy and Anel are decorating the beauty shop. Probably, probably a part of where she thinks she's the protagonist. We decorate. Yeah, great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Truvy's got the, got the, the Christmas quickie. I'm like, that's a, <laughs> what kind of what kind of this is a massage parlor or what is this funny. um and shelby's like i'm seeing crow's feet they're marching across my face 
Um, Shelby talks about Owen to Weezer and they're planting the seeds that Weezer's going to have a man in her life, maybe. That used to be a couple years ago. She scared him away and now he's a widower. Weezer married two terrible men, had the most uh, ungrateful three children ever. And she says, I'm not crazy, Malin. I've just been in a very bad mood for 40 years. That's a great line. I'm a, I like it. I do. I think my, if I'm, back to, I think my mom saw Weezer as her long term like role model. Here's who I want to be when I get old. When 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 mom got the last few years, she did get to the part where she would say things like, "I'm old, so I'll say what I want." I've waited my whole life to say this stuff. And I'm like, you still can't go around saying these things, mom. It's my right. But she was yeah. She was determined. She had said the polite thing for all these years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now she's going to tell it as she sees it. I should have been like, "Mom, you should have got a podcast." That'd be great. You can say whatever you want. That'd be great. (laughs) Crazy Dane podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You could have called it, and I'll have you know. (laughs) If I may, like, you would have conversations, conversations, I mean arguments, (laughs) and, like, you would have said your bit, you might have yelled a bit, whatever it was, you'd be in the room, it could be half hour later, it could be four hours later, you'd be watching TV, you'd be eating food, mom come around the corner, and I'll have you know. And you're going, what the <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm trying to go, what are we talking about? And I'm trying to replay the... Fu- and it's when you realize, like, although I've been sitting here just eating food, Miles has been replaying the argument for like four hours in her head, going, what should I have said then? <laughs> the fight was never over. I love that. I love that. God bless CJ. Yeah. Um, then we get to... CJ. CJ. <laughs> Uh, then we get to um, the Christmas party, which is at Shelby's mom's house. Malin and uh, what's his name? Drum? Drum. Drum solo. Yeah. Little drummer boy. <laughs> um, and this is where Truvy says, that separates us. Or maybe it's not Truvy. Maybe it's, um, um, what's her name? Olivia, Olympia Dakakis. Clarice? Cla- Cla- Clarice. Clarice. What separates us from the animals is our ability to accessorize. I've never been one to accessorize, but I would... It sounds logical. Um, <laughs> I want to see you accessorize now. Color even says, if you don't have anything nice to say about anyone, come sit next to me. Because oh. she's a gossip. No, yeah. she's not saying, because I'll hug you. She's like, because I, I, I want to hear what you have bad to say about people. Oh, okay. I took that wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's totally saying, if you have anything <laughs> nice to say about anyone, come sit next to me. I want to hear the trash you've got. <laughs> yeah. That makes it worse. Uh, exactly. I love her. <laughs> uh, Shelby sets up Owen and Weezer. And Weezer just looks at him. He's so, he's so nice. This little guy with a bad comb over going oh you look great she's like so downtrodden though isn't she's he? Go, yeah she goes i'm not as sweet as i used to be weezer accuses malin of having a reindeer up her butt and then we yeah. find out why and drum tells the party that shelby's pregnant no, he no, tells, he tells them, them he's going to be a grandpappy. I'm not going to tell you I'm pregnant. I just tell he's pregnant. No, no, I'm just going to tell him I'm going to be a grandpappy. Yeah. Uh, everybody, everybody's happy, but then they notice that Malin's left. It wasn't supposed to be a happy occasion. And look at what they said. They said okay. she couldn't have children. Why is Drum so ecstatic about this when he should know the ins and outs of what's going on? I think the film would have us believe that men aren't as strong as women in this family at the very least okay and so he's giving her what she wants is that jump up and down moment and hugs her and, and you know he wants to see his little girl happy and that's fine yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. so does malin like malin can't divorce herself from the realities that are coming whereas he can but that's where that didn't come across like that to me that came across as though he was like not understanding the full extent of her i think we get that later i think we see it later on dream yeah he gets to be a, he gets to be a grandfather it's, yeah. it's a human moment in that yeah. for him as well yeah um 
and she gets that mo- and he's given her that moment for christmas if nothing else now what we could have done with and I'll, I'll, I'll definitely stand by you on this what this film needed is a scene between mom and dad yes at some point yeah. talking arguing something about this yeah where, where they explain why they're on the sides they are yeah, i will 100 yeah, yeah. give you this the film needs it yeah, yeah, yeah i suppose if it's been adapted from the stage play and he wasn't in that yep. then that would have been a whole new well, everything's well, that, a, everything's a whole it, new. It, it, yeah. it, it would explain so much more. Just give me a scene so I understand why he's yeah. doing. No, I, I hear, yeah, you. I hear yeah. you on that. Um, and then um, analysis, and the doctor said Shelby couldn't have children. And this is where I'm very proud of Malin because she'd be a good English teacher because she focuses on, on the modal verb <laughs> yeah, rather than couldn't. She goes shouldn't, shouldn't have children. We go oh. And then, you know, Truby says that which does not kill us makes us stronger. And there's a moment, and she won't show it to Tru- she won't show it to Shelby. But she's just to, 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 to her girls, if you will, her clan, her 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 girl gang, band, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Squad. That's what we're looking for. Her girl squad. And goes, There's nothing that Shelby likes more than proving me wrong. And they do this thing with the hands in the middle. Yeah. It was cute. It was very good. And I think it's the idea, I've talked about this before when we talked about Mamma Mia, but the thing, the premise that makes Mamma Mia so popular is the idea that no matter how old you are as women, yeah. you're, you're still just a bunch of girls. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what this shows us. They're still just, you know, they it might is. be getting up there in years, but they're still girls. Exactly. Yeah. So this is a bit Liam and I discussing. Uh, <laughs> but actually, I think that's quite poignant with it this is, film. And we'll talk is. about that at the end because I think there's something to be said. But do you guys want to add anything to? Or if I pretty much fairly fluently brought up the female have, have, have you nailed it <laughs> i will share my opinions at the end all right i'm not about the film i'm about this moment and the message it has yeah this moment was all right again i'm not asking for a judgment call i'm asking would you agree this is what they're trying to say that no matter how old you are you're still a girl and these are, you still need your friends with you beside you it's well, what they're trying to know. say yeah I, 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 what are they trying yes what are they trying to say i'm yes, not asking about if they're successful <laughs> i'm not asking nobody has anything else to add here. i feel Thank like you. i've got my hand i got my hand in the middle and no one's thank you liam no one's joining me no i'm with you jeez but i mean we know that this is a close-knit group of women because right when trudy was or shelby was having her fit in the in the beauty parlor at the beginning, they all knew what to do to take care of her. Yeah, because they were so all kind of doing the usual things. for a long time. Yep. Um, and then we got a time jump. Born on the 3rd of July. And this isn't Tom Cruise. No. Nope, this is Jack Jr. Mm-hmm. And during the scene at the birthday, Jack Jr. is bouncing on Julia Roberts' knee. Mm-hmm. No, he, he's not. Oh. Not Julia Roberts' knee. you don't see her face. Don't see her face. It's the actual baby's birth mother. I was going to say because he, he he wouldn't he wouldn't do it for Julia Roberts. I was going to say <laughs> because she was absent from that scene, and I, and yeah, I thought she's not there. You, don't you, never, from you don't see her until they go outside, and she wants to go to the beauty parlor. Yes, yeah. you think the director came up to him and went, "Can't you act?" <laughs> Clearly, if you were better, this baby would have bonded with you. <laughs> no, the baby. I mean, <laughs> really? Because I'll tell you what, he could have got rid of two people. He got rid of Julia. <laughs> that baby's a winner. <laughs> That baby worked 12 hours a day, I'll have you know. <laughs> um, I'd love it if there was like a, like a DVD commentary of the baby going through like all his decision making. <laughs> Julia couldn't act. <laughs> Herbert Ross saw it in me. We, we, we had a conversation. She had to go. Um, well, that baby must be so old now. Um, and it was a little girl playing Jack Jr., not, not, not a boy, actually. Oh, was yeah. it? So uh, mom's going to go to the beauty salon and Shelby wants to get her hair cut short. Uh, Georgia, you've had your hair cut short. Kirsty and Ellie, have you ever had your hair cut short, short, short? 
Only how yeah. I had it at the start of lockdown. Chris, you're nodding at me. It's, I'm not asking on behalf of me. I'm asking on behalf of the audience who will listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't me going. <laughs> This is my first time. It's <laughs> For those kids, you curse, look at me like, what are you, stupid? I'm like, no. We're bringing the listenership in. <laughs> okay, so fair enough, though. When I did cut off 16 inches of my hair, I cut it on a Saturday morning. It wasn't until the Sunday at church the next day. You looked out while you were playing your guitar and said, Kirsty, you cut your hair? <laughs> the whole day together. Probably like, probably like on the mic too. I just went, Kirsty, you got a haircut. <laughs> so how short did you go, Kirsty? I went like short, short. Oh, like it was, cool. It was, I don't know, past my ears and yeah. Wow. Nice. It's, not a, it's not a great look when you have super curly hair. <laughs> and then Ellie, did you say yes, no? Uh, I had it cut to sort of um, just above chin length ear length whatever you want to call it this is, at the start of lockdown this is shorter than that with uh, julia roberts oh yeah much shorter and this, I never and this you is where that for night, right yeah yeah and this is where it indicates there's something clearly wrong she looks unhealthy too and i think that's intentional but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but she's washed out at this point yeah yeah, yeah. um so Clarice nephew Clarice telling the story about her nephew and this is I mean this this is dated but I think we can appreciate the fact it was 1989 uh, where her nephew said I have a brain tumor I have only three months to live I'm just joking I'm just gay <laughs> yeah um <laughs> That's supposed to be cushioning the blow, and this is all that's cushioning the blow. There shouldn't really be a blow to be cushioned, no, but this is. But again, but again it was it was a scandal in the town because it, it's the American South. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So then we get uh, Shel- uh I got in my notes here. Shelby short haircut sucks. Mm-hmm. That's not real hair though. Oh, it can't be. No, my no, hair no. got cut in ten minutes and looked better than that. Yep. Yeah. Um. Malin's there to support her daughter though, and she's like, "No, it looks good." I. You know, that was a great little. And they're scene. like. I think I have my nails, all of my nails. Let's both have a day of beauty. And she's just there to build her, her, she her really daughter up. She's looking for a mum again for reassurance. And she's there. And she is. She's there. Totally got her. I love that scene. Uh, and Nell is a Manning. Uh, she's gone back to her pre-liberation days. And <laughs> the idea, like, she, you know, she steps on a bug, she prays. <laughs> she says this, she prays. And everybody else in the town seems to go to church. Yeah, they do. But she's caught up. They think with one of these tent revival groups. <laughs> Um, Sammy could deal with <laughs> Sammy could deal with another man, but not the father, son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that was, again, that was funny. It's funny. Was that a was was that, that Dolly Parton line? I think it was. Uh, was it? Feels like it was. Yeah, because she's the one who has the inside knowledge, isn't it? She she, she knows it better than anybody because yeah, she works at the shop. It would yeah, be her. Yeah. Um, then we start to talk about how can you tell a man is gay? Because we get told back in my day, they say you could tell if a man was gay, but now in the 80s... Hey, man's carriage and demeanor. Who carriage knows? And, demeanor, yeah. and so apparently the answer is track lighting, or they're called Steve, Mark, or Rick. <laughs> At which point Weezer comes in and admits that she's got track lighting and loves it. Yeah. And they go, oh, I know you did. What did you not put it? So, so it was my grandson who put it in. What's his name? And his name was Steve. Steve. And they all laugh. And At this point, Weezer's still the butt of the joke. Yeah. Weezer not in the group yet. Weezer is independent. But she has brought tomatoes, everybody. Why have you brought tomatoes? Because I'm an old southern woman and we we do. We grow things and wear funny hats. And we dress in a dress unsexy or something or dress un, unattractively or Maybe. something. Maybe. Didn't catch that and part. She says and we, and we grow stuff. Yeah, we grow stuff. Um, and then Truvy realized that Shelby's arms look terrible. There's a joke about driving nails up and down her arms. When I, when I was a kid, I watched it. I went, oh, she really has been driving nails up her arms. <laughs> that looks terrible. Not realizing the, there's, there's a cutaway to, to like an eye roll. Yeah, she's on dialysis. It's not going well. Her kidneys are failing. Yeah. 
And we find out Malin's actually going to donate a kidney tomorrow. And I had no problem with this. This was no. all. This would all make sense. It would. As far as exposition went, what's going on with the arm? What's going on? Should we tell him, Mama? We should probably tell. Like, yeah. I'm fine with all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we go to the grocery store, which is called the Piggly Wiggly. The Piggly Wiggly. It is. <laughs> it was a. It's a real grocery chain, or at least it was. Yeah. I it didn't see that. Just, I love it. It just seems <laughs> odd. If you ever seen. Um, that 70s show, the Pickly Wiggly gets referenced a lot there, too. Oh, okay. Uh, Weezer shows remorse about what she said because she made a joke about wishing her body would break down. And just, she's just a grumpy old woman, right? She's, mm-hmm. a, she's a curmudgeon. And she goes, Weezer, nobody pays any attention to you. She goes, Weezer says, I'm a terrible person. And Clarie goes, no, you're not. You'd give your dog a kidney if it needed it. And she goes, yeah, I would. And yeah. I'm like, I got a lot of time for people who love dogs. You, you, start, seeing, you start seeing a breakdown. Uh, Chip break- away this exterior. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And now uh, we cut to, so it's a lot of different houses we go to. Uh, Sammy has put his beer in Nell's fridge, and he, uh, he he blasphemes, and she doesn't like that, and so he says it over and over and over again. And instantly, she, instantly she then goes to pray, and he's like, I believe it. I'd rather eat dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Truvy wants Spud to confide in her as he's changing breaks. He's not doing it. Uh, Shelby's family are going are playing. Now, they're playing a, a card game as a group of adults. I don't know. When was the last time you played Go Fish? Yeah. I haven't um, played Go Fish as an child. adult. Yeah. Again, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like this scene. Well, I'm going to talk about this. Oh, I was okay. first making fun of the card game as a segue yeah, to get yeah, us into yeah, the yeah. conversation. I totally understand every... Let me phrase this. I understand Shelby's reactions. I understand Drum's reaction. And I understand Malin's reactions in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. They need to keep it light because they're probably scared. Yeah, yeah. And this is what they're mm-hmm. doing, and they're finding humor in a scary situation. However, and Drum doesn't like it. I find I totally understand why Drum doesn't because he could lose both women he cares exactly. about tomorrow. Yeah. The sons suck. Yeah. And Jackson sucks. Yeah, yeah. Jackson yeah. should not be doing this. No. Jackson sucks all the way. Yeah. yeah. Not, not not a fan of Jackson again. Yeah. At least the sons have the excuse of being young and like that's the kind of thing that teenage boys the sons would do. Are, they'll do shock humor, but they should be able to see that that oh, that's distressing. It's hard when mom and sister are doing it, and if they're doing it, why can't I? I, I yeah. 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 I, I fully but understand. They do like the them as characters, though. And it's nice because I think we needed this from Drum. I think we need to see this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also later on, there's another bit that I really don't like, which okay. which involves him. So I'll mention that. When we get to it. And then we go to church and we... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, we get our first iconic Julia Roberts laugh in that scene. Oh, do we know? Movie. I noticed that as well, did, yeah. Did, did Richard Gere show up and slam a, a jewelry case on her hand? <laughs> yeah. No. That, that was the no. But no, she's got her back to the camera as well at that point, and it is just the no. laugh. You're like, that is Julia Roberts. But if you want to hear she's about... She's got her our... back to Jackson, and she's got her face to the camera, because I, I had to rewatch that scene, because oh, okay. I... Well, this is my... I could be totally wrong. I, I'm. We could be talking about two different laughs. laughs. She laughs quite a lot. It, in this it, scene. Uh, <laughs> it's so great to hear her laugh, though, because at that point you're like, okay, she's got hope again, and she might be coming back to who she once was. Yeah. But if you want to hear more about our Julia Roberts laughs and Pretty Woman, go ahead and check it out in the archives. Uh, Pretty Woman was a fun one. I love fun yeah, Pretty Woman. Yeah, it was nice. A lot of singing or in that our one. Julia Roberts roundtable. Or Julia Roberts roundtable. I watched absolutely. that again the other day. What was that? Pretty Woman. It's a great movie. I know, that's wow. great. Um, <laughs> I love it. So what else do we have here? Uh, they're playing cards. I'm just looking for where I am. That's not impressed. Yeah, I'm just looking for where I literally am here. Um, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Drum isn't feeling the humor. I'm with him. And then we go to church. Weezer now goes to church, and it's the church where Owen is a chorister. We find out he wants more, but she's not willing to 
go to that place. Yeah. They're like, you're playing hard to get. And they kind of suggest at your age, you really should be playing like, I forget what the exact term take, was. Take whatever you get. But take whatever you can get. <laughs> whatever you're doing, stop running. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Ellie. Can I just give a shout out to Dolly Parton's dress in this scene? Because it's amazing. Is it it's amazing. Oh, wait, is this where she looks really tiny? Oh, jeez. Yeah. I do love the dress though as well. Yeah, that dress. I don't know how that went over her head or something like that because that was that's a very thin waist. Bless her. Yeah, it is. Um, but such a lovely dress. She looks great in it. We go to the hospital. Everybody looks concerned, even the brothers. But it went well. That's good. And then we have a time jump to Halloween. And Elle's getting married on Halloween, and Weezer's part of the group now because she helps and joins and takes off the mask, and she's one one of the girls. Yeah. And that was nice. They've accepted her over the course of this time. Um. <laughs> And Weezer even gives Anel some like really trashy lingerie. That was funny. And says, Sam, you wouldn't mind you reading the Bible in bed as long as you were wearing something inspirational. <laughs> I think that's great. Because that gives you an insight into who she is and yeah, what she's I think, like. I think Weezer's, you know, because I think this, again, this is this idea that they all probably remember being that age and doing these sorts of things. Yeah. And now they're sort of, you know, in these in these old women bodies and yeah. kind of the limitations of that and what's expected of you. You know, she fights this expectation, but that's what old Southern women do. But I remember what I remember what young Southern women used to do yeah, yeah, and yeah. helping her out there. So it, it's, it's a really nice sort of thoughtful moment. So. Yeah. But Anel's like, it, I don't think sex has ever like crossed her mind. <laughs> no. She had to go pray, she just pray for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, then we go to Shelby, who we find out can't be here because she has to work. We get a small moment of her working, and she looks like a patient. Like her clothes are just hanging off her. Ugh. And then she has a moment. And at this point, you work at a hospital. Yeah. Go get yourself checked uh-huh. out. Yeah. Because um, surely she'd have health insurance. Well, I think she knows, and she's like. I would get checked. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah. But there's some people react. I I worked with a guy. Denial. Well, her whole life's been denial, though, isn't it? Everything will work out. I worked with a guy who um, had cancer of the stomach. Okay. And he didn't get it checked out yeah. for a whole year, and by then that was too late. You, you hear a lot of horror stories, people who and just you think, delay. Why yeah. would you not get it checked? Fear. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's but actually, the worst case scenario at that point wasn't as bad as the scenario if you let it linger. Yeah. 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 Um, Shelby, this was really hard to watch. Um, uh, Truvy tells us her husband, <laughs> she gets a little delivery and it's like some liquor. And she's like, I'm sure she's going to bed. I'm going to try and keep him up because when your husband works on an offshore oil rig for seven days straight, I'm like, okay, I get you expositional, yeah, Truvy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the bit where I was like, this is bad writing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we find out that, uh, Clarie wants, um, Weezer and her to go on a trip to New York and see some plays. She goes, I don't go to plays. I can nap at home. I don't watch <laughs> films and I don't read books because if they're good enough, they'll just make them into a mini series anyway. <laughs> She's not wrong. Tell you what, now they make them into a seven or eight part franchise. They do, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we cut to Shelby and she struggles when picking up Jack Jr. and should make it. Oh, it's heartbreaking. And we cut right when she goes to phone him and we see him come in and we think, I think for a moment you think maybe he got home in time because she's going to go phone him. But but you see her crawl. Like, yeah, oh yeah. You see it, her it's, crawl it's, it's absolute. And she can't get and to she's, him. And she's already said to Jack Jr. that they're going to have spaghetti for dinner and you see the sauce bubbled over on the hob. Yeah. So first you think he made it home and then you see, wait, the hob's there and the kids, and I always have a hard time with kids in films crying. Yeah, me too. Because I'm like, what did you do to make the kid cry? Yeah. And the kid's pointing pointing at the right location you know and yeah. screaming yeah now I, i'm hoping some of the audio was done in post yeah i'm hoping but yeah. he, he looked upset 
He did, and that distressed me. Sounded pretty legit to me. <laughs> yeah. Mum card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling the mum card. I have to make up a sound so pulling effect. pulling another mum card. <laughs> I'm, I was so angry with her in that moment because she knew that there was something seriously wrong with her, and yeah. she didn't call her mom or someone else to be there with her with her child while you, she was you, cooking. Like You mean once she, she feels at the hospital, she could have yeah, called her mom? Yeah. Now, they yeah. live in different cities, I believe, we're meant to believe. Yeah, but we know Malin would have just been there in a heartbeat. Yeah, you're not wrong. But again, this is her and her. She's been stubborn. Yeah, yeah I know. She's also lived in denial. It's not a, what I'm trying to say is I hear you. It's not a consistent with the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then we have an instant cut to Malin walking perfectly down the center of a hospital corridor. Now, oh, this is beautiful. We, we, we wouldn't do, but she walks and she seems very, very small. But you hear the sound of the footprints as she approaches and gets bigger. And this is who she is. She is a force. Mm-hmm. And she's going to make mm-hmm. sure that everything's taken care of. In the hospital is a montage. Oh, sorry. Before that, we have, we hear something about from the doctors about kidney rejection and Shelby's hooked up to machines. And we also hear the coma is irreversible. Mm-hmm. And then we have Maybe a mo- irreversible. Maybe? Okay. Yeah, maybe. And then um, we have a montage of Malin Karen for Shelby, singing, uh, helping her with physio, photos of Jack Jr. She's she's humming Hush Little Baby. Is she? Yeah. Yeah, that's really sad. And then also going like, open your eyes, Shelby, open your eyes, wake up for your son, wake up for Jack. And it's like, oh. And Well, she's showing pictures, yeah. It's always Malin, and it's only Malin. Mm Mm-hmm. The only time anybody else comes in is when a uh, drum comes in, says, go home, get some sleep, get some proper food. And I don't like this bit. I now, the it. one thing is, though, they never explained how long that period was. All well, we know is that she never left. But, what, but what they I, don't explain how long it was. What I don't like is this. He's looking out for her, his wife, and saying, look, you need to look after yourself, too. Why can't he sort of take over? And she's like, no, I don't want to miss it. And she's pushing him away. And that mm-hmm. sort of rejection, I know mm-hmm. as myself, if that was my wife pushing me away like that, you know, I'm still going through shit as well. Yeah, I hear you. I, is this everything you had an issue with? Yeah. So you had an issue with how Malin treated, treated Drum rather drum. than... The, oh, okay. Yeah. I think she should have been a bit more, well, you know, hug me, do something. I hear you. I will say that she said, what if I'm not here for two minutes and she wakes up? Yeah. And it's this, I mean, she's totally, I mean, she's a woman in pure denial, yeah. pure denial and is obsessive. At this point, the behavior is obsessive. Uh, I have a friend who uh, their kid uh, was taken in sick and the mother became very, very obsessive. And as a result, became very, very unwell. Mm-hmm. And so this trope of the mother who will power on through everything, uh, I mean, not as a trope, I think there's a real maternal reaction to it. But again, it's your daughter. It's this, it's this link. Um, also, like, men are shown to be pretty weak in this film. Yeah. Including Trump. Yeah. Including Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's rejecting, maybe she's rejecting his weakness and she's pushing away that weakness or that suggestion. So maybe, maybe. I just didn't. I wasn't a fan of it. No. But does it line up again? Same thing. Is it consistent with the character I've seen? Yeah. I think it is. I think it absolutely is. Because to be fair, these two people have almost spent. How many lines of dialogue do the two of them actually have between them in the film? besides this like yeah. is this it not wrong, many not they? many she hides this gun he's not in the scene yeah, yeah. he does something she's not in the scene yeah There's he, a bit he, where he's under- he gets upset with the card game yeah, yeah yeah but that's not even them talking to each other yeah so yeah interesting um jackson signs the papers and then we get we see him we see jackson walk away from the room we see um 
a drum walk away out of the room. And you think that's it because we're focused on the monitor and it says because the, the, they're taking the tubes out, we got the heart rates lowering, and then the camera just slowly pans down to Malin, who's just sitting at the foot of the bed. And one thing I will say about this scene that was very powerful about this scene is the silence. Yeah, I got to hear silence. Silence, yeah. silence, silence. And we pan over to the hands. And, then and we- it was tastefully done, right? Like they didn't show them pulling tubes out of her mouth or anything gruesome like they that. They did pull one tube out of her mouth. They just showed. Oh, I'm sorry. I must. No, you're right. But it just showed the beautiful grief between the mother, right? And I'm Charlie, not, so. I'm not even sure we got grief yet, though. She's there because mm. as soon as whatever, because it cuts, because we don't get to see the moment of death. No. We're, we're kicked out of the room. It's really interesting. They choose to, to have us leave at that point. And then our psychic distance, if you will, switches from Malin to actually now we're back outside with Drum and everybody else. And out comes Malin, and she's in business mode. I mean, and she takes care of Shelby by planning the funeral. Yeah. You need to do this. You need to do this. You, Jackson needs to go get her pink suit. You got to go do this, this, and this. And she goes, where's Jack Jr.? And they find out, and she runs to her car. And she's struggling as she drives. You can see the emotions. But then she sees Jack Jr., and her face lights up. Hmm. Yeah. Really, really hard. That's the first first point that this got me oh yeah that bit yeah not not the bit in the hospital not with the turning off not the signing the papers it was it was her being reunited with the baby so I think it's the way she's trying to smile to make him feel comfortable but she's smiling through the worst grief that she could possibly have how about this robert harling the screenwriter the guy who wrote the play yeah his mother was on set during the filming of the scenes when shelby was in the hospital during the scene when Shelby's taken off life support, she was asked if she wanted to leave because it's the story basically of her of, of her daughter, right? Yeah. She declined saying that once the scene was over, she wanted to see Shelby get up and walk away. Oh, that really oh got as in she wanted to see Julia Roberts. Yeah. She, wa- well, like, no, she wanted to see Shelby get up and walk away. Yeah. As in like, you know, in this case, death is impermanent. We're going to say cut. That'll yeah, be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Herbert Ross wanted an authentic, the director wanted an authentic feel of the hospital scenes, so he hired all the doctors and nurses who tended to Susan Harling during her last day in hospital to play themselves. Wow! The oh, same goodness. nurse who turned off a life support in real life turns off a life support oh. in the film. Wow! Wow! That's horrible. I think it's poignant. It I, th- poignant. I, I, I think it shows. Yeah, it is, but it's. Like, I, I think oh. that's why you feel the 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 whole heaviness of it and the silence of it's it. It's a heaviness, but it's not an exploitive heaviness. No. It's, a, it's a respectful heaviness. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the, the, that's why it's probably so silent. Yeah, that's why nothing is said. Um, then we go to the funeral, and Spud goes to the funeral. Yeah, and he says he tells um, Truvy he goes, "I really feel sorry for Jackson." This whole time she's been like, "Open up to me, open up to me," and she's kind of given up oh. on him. And he goes, "If something like that ever happened to me, I don't know what I don't know what I'd do." And again, just like at the hospital, at the funeral, the men leave first and the women are the ones. And every man's like going, come on, let's go home. And they're like, no. And they kind of all, and she's got a girl squad around her again, if you will. And um, I asked Liam and Giorgio, who are over here, I went, you see, you see, see the, the, the priest here? Yeah. The priest is played by Robert Harling, the man who wrote the play. Oh. So he's that, officiating his sister's funeral in a yeah. sense. Um. All the women surround Malin, and then we have the cemetery scene. Malin says she's fine. Uh, but my question is now, what does she do? Because she's looking around. There's nothing left to plan. Yeah. This is it now. And all that's left now is the nothingness, is it's, the emptiness, is the so loss. hands-on yeah. for so long. 
she covered what's her, what's her life she, well she dealt with that first wave of grief by planning a funeral yeah yeah so um there was that um and analysis it should make you feel a lot better if it's shelby's with her king we should all be rejoicing uh, i mean the american south this this line of, of rhetoric lines up a lot more closely than it would be maybe somewhere like like, like here in the uk Jim. but i don't think still it's what it's i think it's bring any comfort to the person who's just lost a child yeah not not like a, a, a grandparent or a parent at, at an older age but someone in the prime of life i think that's hard to hear um, just a really lovely little touch that I noticed. The um, the flowers on the coffin are blush and bashful. Oh, are they really? That's yeah. Nice. <sighs> yep. I remember the scene differently. I thought she... Got a shotgun snapped. out? And... No, I thought she snapped back at her. She's throwing the Bible at her and the God. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's... she snapped back at her. And you, and you would be excused for thinking that would happen now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I remember it. And yet she didn't. And I was like, oh... So that that surprised me. Yep. Um, and then we go to um, Anel thinks that a body couldn't do that. Her body couldn't do all the things that she wanted to. So now she gets to be a guardian angel and look over everybody, and that's what helps her. Just it's what helps me find comfort in these things. She says, maybe I'm simple, maybe I am, but that helps me find comfort. And this does seem to ring somewhat true with Malin. And I say in my notes, yes, I made notes. Very yeah. little. Oh my God. But I say at the funeral, Sally Field's face at the funeral. When she says that about the guardian angel, you see her face turn and lights up a little bit. There's a moment. Yeah. There, there's a moment of like, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, Malin shows her side of the waiting process. And you get drum left. He couldn't take it. Jackson left. Men are supposed to be made out of steel or something. There was no noise when Shelby, when Shelby left. No tremble, just peace. Uh, she says, as a woman, how lucky I am. I was there when that precious creature drifted into my life, and I was there when she drifted out. And she calls the moment when she dies, actually, one of the more wonderful moments of her life. Most precious. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, precious is probably a better word than, than wonderful, but I was trying to type as fast as <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. And then she says, well, let's look at your hair. So oh, your hair is held up perfectly. And she looks and goes, Shelby was right. This is a brown football helmet. <laughs> Which would be called the Karen today, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then she rages about how unfair it is and how she doesn't understand and she just wants to hit something and hit something yeah. hard which i get but i don't think anybody's expecting clarice to grab weezer and say, <laughs> hit weezer this is your chance to do something for your fellow man <laughs> and then when weezer refuses you just missed the chance of a lifetime malin half of the community would give their right eye to take a whack at weezer at this point, the film had got me, like, um, and I was like, I was in, I was like, there was tears coming from my eyes. And then this happens, and I completely do a 180 again and go, what? Oh, that was beautiful. It was clever. It's I hated it so much. She oh, need, no, she, she needed, needed something. I know she needed yeah. something, but because, I just... Because she had nowhere else to go. I j- it, it just, it didn't sit right with me. I, I think it's like all right. It. I do think there's a point later where I don't like how far Clarie goes with something. Yeah, I feel she goes too far. This point, this moment, I think love this, it. This point onwards, and I kind of go. I don't like what happens after this, but this yeah. part I'm okay with. Yeah, me too. Curse, what are your thoughts on this? You're pretty quiet. Well, my, my when my best friend's grandma died. I know it's grandma. It's a little different. No, you're fine. The um, she had four daughters, and during the reception, everyone was really somber, and me being me, 
made a crack about something and we all laughed. And I remember her thanking me so much for that after the fact, because it was needed. It was needed just to remember, like we need to find something to smile about again. But honestly, that, that Weezer scene. Oh my God. It's my favorite one in the whole movie. I always I laughed so oh, hard. I, I laughed hard because you. I'm bawling. I'm bawling up until that point, and then it, all of a sudden I just yeah. lose it. Exactly. Yeah, and they're taking you from one place to another place yeah. like that. Maybe it's that that I don't like. It's, Maybe it, it's, it's the, the drasticness. Shift. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. I don't like the, the tonal shifts. No. Oh, okay, I do. Oh, I, I like this one. Yeah, yeah. I like it when I can justify it, and I can totally justify this with these characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she has been yeah. carrying everybody's, and she's been strong for everybody, and now she's she's spiraling. She's absolutely spiraling. She is spiraling, yeah. and no one's going to her to hug her. No one's going to her for like anything else. So something needs to happen. Something. <laughs> no one's hugging her because Sally Field's going for her Oscar. <laughs> yeah, true. And I'm so mad that she doesn't get it. Yeah, um, she's not even nominated. No. Um, uh, what do I have here? I have that uh, the cemetery scene was filmed in one take. Oh wow! And Sally Field screamed wow. into a pillow for hours so that her voice would be raw in order to be more oh. evocative. So yeah, good on Sally. Good on her. Oh. Uh, Weezer and Clarie then make up. Uh, Weezer tells Malin that um, Malin's in her prayers. Anel lights up. She goes, yes, I do pray, but I'm not going to one of your hippie dippy church revivals in the tent. <laughs> They'd probably make me eat a live chicken. To which point Anel, who hasn't spoken besides that one bit of the funeral in what feels like Forever. 90 minutes, yeah. goes, not on your first visit. And then yeah. she's given the, the smart ass seal of approval from Clarie. Yeah. Um, and uh, Weezer even strikes Drum playfully as she leaves. She now, does. Drum seems to be taking this relatively well. He does, doesn't he? He's having a bit of a smile and just sort of chilling out. But that wouldn't now, be- I don't want to judge him his grief. I, I wouldn't want to do that because what you see isn't always accurate to what they're going through. But mm. it's nice that Weezer gives him there's, there's a bit of a truce there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah um sammy and anel want to call their child and i'm like wait she's pre- every time i watch this movie i forget she's pregnant did anybody else not know she's pregnant here no i know oh, the dress was totally obvious that she was oh was she okay i never noticed but i don't look at her she's boring she is boring um <laughs> and they want to call the kid shelby because she's the reason they got together you could call it jackson <laughs> no. um which maybe i wouldn't have said at the reception for the funeral, I might have waited a couple more months because she was barely pregnant. Thanks at that for point. thanks for making the funeral about you there, Anel. <laughs> <laughs> they, had to end the, they had to end the movie somehow. Oh, I think it was nice. I think they should have called the kid Cherry Coke. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have a time jump, and we're back to Easter, where it all began. Where it all began. Yeah. Uh, Sammy is the rabbit, and he's uncomfortable. Um, she gives him a. Show. It seems like this marriage is not doomed to. It's not. It's not de- destined to succeed, is it? I don't yeah. feel like it. Does I it. think Sammy and Nell are, are not going to last. Uh, although we do, we do have a story about the men in the South and the women who love them. Uh, Spud has bought Truvy a second location without asking her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 that re- I didn't it's really heartwarming, but maybe she's like, I don't, I don't really have any plans to like branch Franchise, out. Yeah. yeah, maybe they've, maybe she's mentioned it before. It's a big just- maybe because she's going. I'm a change. It, it, it seems like she had no idea. But aren't you? It's the ex- cute though, isn't it? Aren't you, oh, it is, of course, aren't, it's cute. Aren't you the expertise though? Aren't you what people are coming to pay for? So, what happens if they have Truvy and Truvy's not there? Yeah, yeah. 
you know what I mean? Don't know. <laughs> uh, the fairy tale. Oh, this is where Clarice tells the terror fairy tale to Jack Jr. about the beautiful fairy Clarice and the evil witch Weezer. I thought this was one. I thought this was one too too many. Yeah, because, I didn't care for this. No, because that's why the child cries at the end, and he slaps her, and he slaps her. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. No. I just found this really funny. I hated it. Same. You, you hated it, or you thought it was funny? I thought it was funny. Oh, I hated it. Oh. Georgia, you're, you're the deciding vote. I didn't really care. Oh, thank you for way. deciding that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I, yeah. Let's ask Twitter. Let's ask Twitter. We'll put it on the poll. Because that's making her out to be the, the bad guy again. Yeah, I mean, I know they have a, fun, a funny kind of thing. It could have been... It could have been a story that ends and not the idea of the evil, evil which Weezer's still yeah. after you. Yeah. Because the kid's going to meet Weezer. There's no yeah. question this kid's going to meet Weezer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that's why it's funny. Oh, no, I, well, <laughs> she doesn't, obviously, she doesn't tell the kid to slap her around the face, does she? No, you but, can't really blame the kid for doing it I don't because like he's just been told she's a wicked witch. I don't, like the, I don't <laughs> like the child striking an adult is, is a punchline. Yeah. An adult who's been nothing but actually really quite supportive yeah. for most of the movie. And she's just been inclusive in the group. Yeah. And now she's being expelled from the group like, again. As yeah. Clarice doesn't pick on anybody else. No. Now, granted, they're the two oldest and they seem to be each other's... I think there's some sort of a says I love you more than my luggage right here. So it seems to be like they're each other's like end of like 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 life companion at this point. Yeah. Weezer and Clarie. But I think I need a bit more of a bow on top. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um Anel goes into labor. Uh Spud then drives him to the hospital and the Easter bunny follows from behind on the back of Truvy's kid's motorcycle. <laughs> and that's our and we get the same score we started the film with. And life begins. Life comes into it and life leaves and then life begins anew. Yeah, it's, this the whole, is, it's the circle of life. This is the circle of life, pink pajama, pink pajama bottoms. Yeah. So yeah. Just one poignant tidbit at the end. When Robert Harding last spoke to his sister, Susan Harling Robinson, he was telling her how hard it was to be a writer in New York City and if people consider his work. Susan commented on how she wished she could do something to help him, but didn't Aww. know what she could do. When she died after surgery, of course, he wrote the play, and this made him an established and respected writer. So she did help. Yeah, just in a, just in a, in a, in a way, but I'm sure none, none of them would have preferred. No, exactly. So uh, that is that. So that was Steel Magnolias. I like it. I do. George is a, a no on that one, I think. Uh, Ellie? I love it. Hold up. Kirsty? Fantastic. Okay. So uh, it's time to hit. Oh, is it the right button? I have no idea. Yeah. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Liam, we need a random word, buddy. Random word. Um, you never remember this. I don't do it. <laughs> drum. Drum. There we are. There we go. Drum. A drum, a drum. Macbeth doth come. <laughs> Not that whole bit. Just drum. Uh, some awards. <laughs> uh, this was Oscar nominated. Julia Roberts nominated for Best Supporting Actress, but does win the Golden Globe. Okay. For Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Sally Fields nominated for the Golden Globe for Best Actress. Shirley MacLaine is nominated for a BAFTA for Best Supporting Actress. For my money, better than Julia Roberts in this. I agree. Yeah. Uh, People's Choice Award, I believe this wins for Favorite Dramatic Motion Picture. Take it for what you will. The yeah. public actually really loved this. Yeah. So, um, made for a budget of $15 million. You want to have a guess how much this takes home, Liam? Oh, this is late 80s, so... 15 mil was the budget. Uh, ninety million. Ninety million, Georgia. Uh, you had your sheet face down a minute ago, and I saw it. So. Okay, uh, you mean face up? Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, Ellie, <laughs> seventy. Seventy, and Kirsty. I was going to say ninety-five. Ninety-five. Ooh. I don't wonder if Kirsty's gone to the school of Ethan here. Did you cheat <laughs> on this one? <laughs> 
Yeah. I didn't know that you were going to ask this. 90, I thought you listened to the podcast. Yeah. I ask it every I week. Do, but, <laughs> I do, but honestly, Busted. I, I don't always get right to the end. <laughs> $96.8 million. Oh, you were close. Kirsty was closer. Well done. See, this would be the thing I would do if I cheated. I would go, I know you do this. Yeah. Oh, really? You do this? I don't know. Uh-huh. 95. <laughs> uh, CBS broadcast on August 17th, 1990, a half hour television pilot sitcom without Shelby as the storyline was about what happened after death. Uh, it was not picked up. Okay. Uh, I can see that. I'm having a hard time finding an audience about was this dynamic. It, was it the same cast? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, then, no, no. then no, it's not going to be picked up. And Lifetime Television Network directed a remake. Presented a remake directed by Kenny Leon, who had done previous, uh, did a remake of Raisin in the Sun. I've never heard of that. Uh, but had black actors in the lead roles. So Queen Latifah played Malin. Yeah. Uh, Jill yeah. Scott played Truvy. Alfre Woodard. Uh, Ellie, you'll know her from um, Desperate Housewives season two. She's the mom. Oh, yeah. Alfre Woodard yeah. played Weezer. Felicia Rashad from The Cosby Show played Clarie. Uh, Adepero Aduye played Anel. And Condola Rashad, who I'm guessing must be Felicia Rashad's daughter, played Shelby. Uh, the New York Times had mixed emotions, but applauded on some points on others as either schmaltz or less attentive in the 1989 film. Whose story is this? Uh, it's two options, really, isn't it? It's the mother's, isn't it? Is it Malin's? Yeah. Daryl Hannah would have us believe it's hers. Yeah, she would. I think I would argue that it's Shelby's story, even though she's not there for all of it. That's totally fine. Um, I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think where where I land on this. Just because there's so much about how she wants a baby. If you want to tell me if I'm the if if I'm an actress, which part do I want? I want Malin. Yeah. Is it her story? Oh, I think it probably is Shelby's story. Probably. I mean, you can talk me into it being into being Malin's. You might have a hard time convincing me it's Anel's. You need to it's talk me into thinking it's a story of a mother and a daughter, isn't it? I mean, Truvy's got a nice arc, but it's not her story. No. Um, Weezer's got a nice arc, as does Clarice. Doesn't really have an arc. Actually, Clarice doesn't really have an arc. No. Uh, Clarice's arc is that she finds joy after her husband's departure. And she seems to find it more openly and finds joy and enjoys. Her and Weezer need each other. Yeah. And although Weezer might have a romantic thing going on with this Owen guy, her sort of life partner now is Clarice. Of course. Not not romantic, but you know, that, that yeah, yeah. they they are each other's yeah. person, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that. Um what else do we have here? We've got uh what is the st- what is the story? The circle of life. The quiet strength of women. Yeah, mm. the bond between women. Mother and daughter, but women, motherhood. W- w- women, motherhood specifically in some cases, but just women and friendship in general mm-hmm. and how it functions differently from male friendship. It would seem it's how it's presented to us anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's ladies, the floor is yours. Role of women. It's fantastic, isn't it? Um, the whole thing is centralized about the bond between women. And I think last week we talked about how Monty Python was a very male heavy film and it you know, wouldn't have worked with lots more women in it. And now we've got the opposite. So it's quite well-timed, really, that now we've got this absolute core of matriarchs and um, men don't really feature in it that much. 
That's why you'll very often see Monty Python's Holy Grail and Steel Magnolias played on double bills back to back. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Just to balance the scale. In this order, the comedy first, and then you want Steel Magnolias. Um, Kirsty, George, anything you want to add to that? I had a bit of an oppositional reading to this film, so I don't really feel like my... Wow, okay. Yeah. Okay, just what do you oppose? Um, I can't relate to it. That's not an oppositional reading, though. That's just you saying I, don't, I can't relate to it. But because I can't relate to it, I don't get a lot of the themes. I don't get Okay, the, fair enough. I don't understand. I understand, I understand yeah, what you're saying yeah. now. Okay. Kirst? I just, I love the, the bond between the women. And I mean, although there's the playful jabbing, there's... the there's no animosity between them really. And yeah. I, I just love the, how they just seem to rally around each other when they really need it. Yep. I said last week, I don't want films to just shoehorn gender equality into films for the sake of, we don't want to avoid criticism. So let's make sure we, I'm totally okay with films with predominantly male casts. Mm-hmm. As long as I can have films with predominantly female casts mm-hmm. and you know, some of them work and some of them don't, you know, birds of prey. Um, was the other one I watched? Ocean's Eight. <laughs> Haven't seen that one, but okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, you know, but but this but this works, and I'm going. Give me this. Give me give me stories like this. Just it, just it have works a, like League of Their Own. League of Their Own, predominantly female. Yeah, You've yeah, got yeah. one main main male character who you know he is Dottie's equal, but everybody else is a female character. Yeah, yeah. And it's about fe- it's brutal women have films. Great. So give me these things. I'm totally yeah. cool with that. It would be so much better than if I tried to shoehorn in like extra screen time for the men so it balanced out. I don't want that. No, I don't. No, this is what I want. I want, I want to hear a story about the power of female uh, friendship and sisterhood and motherhood. Mm-hmm. I want to know that story. Mm-hmm. Even as a man, I'm going beautiful film. Same. Yeah. So what I also love about the women in this film is that they're all flawed as well. So they're all, they've yep. all got those different sides of their characters. And they're, obviously they're mostly shown in a good light, but they all have they're quite rounded characters with all little intricacies and but that's why you relate to them because of the the flaws and the men are flawed but they're not like i'm evil because i'm a man flawed it's you know okay they're they're weak and we think they're supposed to be strong but they're not they're actually quite weak but it's not like oh i am like women see it's not (laughs) not that you know what i mean yeah so uh favorite character let's start around the uh the table liam um can i have an honorable mention go ahead tom skirt Okay, fair enough. Here, I I like his character. I don't agree with the end when he's smiling. You know, he, he seemed to get over things too quickly. Yeah, but for someone who who said, you know, during the card game, this is too much for me. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I didn't like that bit. Yeah, uh, but I do like Tom Skerritt in this movie. I thought he was yeah. really good. I don't, like, I don't like how um, Sally Field pushed him away in the hospital. Okay, that really annoyed me. We're not, um, we're not we're not doing your, your grumbles yet, but no, I just want to, I I want a I favorite know, character. I know. Um, uh, Sally Field. Sally Field? Yeah. I, I was going to say Dolly Parton, but Sally just pulled it out at the end for me. That was her looks, the way she said things, and the way she looked at people. Uh, yeah. Genuine, sure. genuine emotion there. Georgia. So right, because I am going to say Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, I like her. I love Dolly. Her, her her beauty shop is as you say why it's the, the place in the play i mean i, I want to hang out at the beauty shop yeah me i too. do it seems to be a place which's almost like their clubhouse you know me i'll get my hair done every week you will get your hair done every week <laughs> be a different color every there week. you go it'd be just make sure you can get your dress over it <laughs> uh ellie mine's controversial okay. um i really love clary um oh, it's controversial she wouldn't I my pick she, but i don't dislike her i just well i just think she's like 
she's the one that I feel has been sort of noted as being being a bit too mean or causing a few issues in various parts of the film and I appreciate that but I think she's just such I think she's just so real I really really like her as a character it's not my favorite acting performance but she is my favorite character okay um Kirst? oh hands down Sally Field okay any anything you want to say on top of that or on it it's got to be like Liam was saying the last scene there like what last little scenes there just the strength she showed and just the dynamics like the way she went from one emotion to another like I'm fine I've got to go do this I've got to do that and then freaking out the next minute then laughing like it just showed like such a range yeah. and for the rest of the film like she was fairly consistent so. there, there is something we call in this part about tenning all over the place and she is tending all over the place, but it's earned. She's had such control up until this point. Yeah, mm. but that, that, is, you, that, that, is, that you forgive the tending here. But that is true to real life. Because, oh, sure, you would just let it out. And you, this is your safe place. Yeah. To say the things you can't say when you go home. Yeah, exactly. You know, Tom, yeah. uh, Drum's not there. He should have been there. Can't say that when you go home. No. I'll say it now. And she flips on a coin. You know, she's yeah. like angry, and then she's like, I need to get control. And calls, it, calls it like a beautiful whatever was yeah, moment yeah, yeah. and then rages about it which you would yeah because yeah, yeah. she's trying to find meaning and there is no meaning exactly yeah um yep can i guess yours yeah go ahead um shelly mclean yeah we could take this is my chance to take a shot at weezer <laughs> weezer love yeah. weezer my mom i think if my mom was here she would vote weezer as well yeah, am i wrong yeah, on that cursed that was her favorite character yeah <laughs> weezer absolutely and so i think I Weezer's that idealized version of how my mom probably saw herself to, like l- later on in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She probably thought she was Weezer. She won. But she probably <laughs> thought she was. Uh, but uh, no, she. Uh, th- th- there's a lonely person here. And I think it's played really, really well. It's played as combative, but it's not combative because she's mean. It's combative because she's lonely. Yeah. And yeah. there's a strength in that. And even someone, I think even when she's being, you know, no one wants to be assaulted. <laughs> when it's like, hit her, hit her. But at the end, when they go over to see her, I think Weezer totally gets what the point of that was. Yeah. Weezer's not stupid. No. Weezer's just, I think Weezer's, I think Weezer's old and is raging against the fact that she doesn't want to be old. Yeah. And what do I do in my life now? I, you know, here's some tomatoes. Yeah. What? I don't know. Yeah. But here's some tomatoes. Yeah. Just because. <laughs> it's what I'm supposed to do. The script says Weezer brings in tomatoes. Movies got a movie. Movies got a movie. Trademark. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what do we have next here? We've got, uh, but I, I'll join you down. I'll mention on Tom Scare. Really like Tom Scare. Yeah, best moment, best element. Um, my favorite moment was the quietness in the hospital. Oh, that is a powerful scene because that that is a long. This is the bit where the, where, the, where they unplug. Yeah, yeah, and that's focused on that flat line. On and, the, then, on the, and then they pan because I was thinking, yeah. "Where's Malin? Oh, she's there." Yeah, yeah. And they've all had to. Not only do they walk out, they have to walk out and walk by her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, very powerful. Yeah, Georgia. Uh, the scoring just after that bit because that's when that made me cry this is the bit leading up to jack and jack jr sorry coming out yeah, of the house and yeah. yeah and it's a beautiful moment i'm tearing up at that point too mm-hmm. i really am i'm feeling all the feelings on this one uh ellie um it's the funeral scene for me when sally field has her her breakdown and she just you know flips the switch i love it i think it's such a good acting performance and yeah like i said before i'm really really cross that she didn't even get nominated for an oscar <laughs> uh Kirst. Uh, I'm the same as Elliot. The graveyard scene was by far the best for me. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm going to go with a couple of other things then just to sort of round it out. Uh, I'll go with the choice to jump between time based on holidays. I thought it was an interesting storytelling mm-hmm. device. Easter, and, Easter. you know, we kind of get caught up with them because holidays from family would come together. So that would make sense. Yeah. And but I guess I'll close my official um, honorable mention because I think my, my vote would go towards the cemetery scene because, yeah. yeah. But it, I think I'd go with the um, the almost buddy feuding between drum and weezer oh yeah as a sense of tension and drama even the bit where she goes ahead and tells her your husband's an ass yeah (laughs) and she doesn't fight it she's like all right weezer (laughs) you're probably right yeah Yeah. so you know and julia's going oh daddy wouldn't mean to this yeah he would (laughs) so i did like their rivalry which was always although it was Although it was a rivalry, it was still there was still some level of respect underneath it of all. Of course, it was, even though they antagonized each other. Yeah, absolutely. And there are moments, and there are yeah. I think yeah. I think it was just recreational banter, as we would say, maybe yeah. in this country. Yeah. Um, a grumble, Liam. I just didn't like the way that Sally Field tripped Tom. Okay. Yeah, that just that just annoyed me because he's a father losing his daughter, and uh, potentially you know he's he wants to help his wife. And he, oh. he's he's not he's not being able to comfort her. He cannot be. She's not given him that. That's all solely about her and her daughter. I'm gonna be ridiculous and do one more honorable mention for the last one. The bit where Trudy's husband Trudy's husband comes to the funeral. Oh yes, that's, that's beautiful nice, moment. Nice moment. Beautiful yeah. moment. Yeah. Even the bit where what he uses for it makes her look pretty, and he just kind of throws it away. He, she, yeah, yeah. She doesn't need that. No. Yeah. So yeah, really nice scene. Yes. Uh, Georgia, maybe I should yield my time on this to you. Um, Grumble on movie. Um, I think if you don't know what's coming, for me, the first watch was a bit bleh. Okay. It's, it's me. It takes ages and ages to... I was sat maybe like an hour and a half into this two-hour movie going, is anything actually going to happen? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, it does. But like, oh, boy. It took... It took it's, it, it, it's a slow burn. It really is, yeah. It's it's a day at a beauty salon. You're kind of just taking your time and learning everything. You have to learn a lot of things before it can pay off. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. You're totally in your rights. I don't remember my first watch. It was I so don't. long ago, and I was too young. Yeah. I wouldn't have appreciated it. And it gets made fun of a lot. Like, you know, married with children, you know, would be like, he's forced and can't move his neck, and they put on the TV. Is it now playing Steel Magnolias? Go, ah, oh, and we're like, ha, ha, ha. That's that girl movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so yeah. it has a reputation. Um, Ellie. Um, I'm going to be cheeky and throw in two grumbles because they're short. Um, the first one is some expositional script writing. Um, okay. Not all of I didn't hate all of the exposition, but there were certain elements like that bit at the start. I it really wasn't of, and I was like, "Ooh!" Okay. Um, and also the fat shaming. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Didn't like that. No, especially from Dolly Parton, who I'm supposed to like. Yeah, exactly. And Clarie, who I'm supposed to like. Yeah, yeah. And if it was Weezer and she's small. just bitter, I maybe could get my head around it. Mm. It's a very, very small moment in the film. Yep. So you forget about it, Yep. but it's bad. It was women treating other women badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I hear you. Kirst. Um, well, I already touched on mine, but definitely uh, Shelby feeling that she was feeling poorly when she was at work at the hospital and then putting her son in a position where she couldn't care for him. Yeah. Uh, for mine, for mine, I'm going to go... I didn't care about a Nell. 
No, oh, yeah. I don't. You know what? Not I forgot her. about her again. I, I don't care about her now. <laughs> same, I just same. don't. Totally forgot. Every time she shows, I'm like, can she move away now? I know who the characters are. She doesn't yeah. need to be around for the rest of this. There's another reason people can leave. Someone else can be pregnant. Yeah. Surely I, someone else can. I mean, she's the young one. Fine. We'll, we'll figure out another way to get out of the movie. I totally forgot about Didn't her. Didn't really care about her now. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and I could have done with another um, scene between uh, Drum and Malin. Yes. Where their different viewpoints because the conversation look let's have her she wants this yeah it's her life she gets to choose and i will be there to back her up in all those ways yeah well don't you realize that maybe there's well that's the thing we'll have to cross when it comes to and something like that where he's but at least at least show me they've had that conversation yeah so i'm gonna be on that uh next up would be is this anybody's best role ever i haven't seen sally field's Um, two oscar wins so I'll go I Sally Field. I think this is Sally Field's best role ever. What are her two Oscar wins? Are you telling me she went best actress in Smoking the Bandit? Are you telling me? <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She won. I believe she won best actress and best supporting actress at the same Oscars. That was dry humor, she, Dan. Because she went, you like me, you really like me. That's that famous yeah, speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that from uh, The Flying Nun or something? I have no oh, idea. She was the flying nun many, many, many years ago. No yeah. idea. That was a TV series, though, wasn't it? No, I guess, I guess the late Places set. in the Heart, Best Actress, and Norma Ray, Best Actress. I've not seen any oh. of them. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, But for what I've seen, I'll give this my... I've seen her in this and Forrest Gump are the two big ones I've seen her in. Yeah. She's better in this. Because she has yeah. more to do in this. She does. Uh, ironically, I think she wins an Oscar for Forrest Gump. Yeah. I think she wins Best Supporting Actress for that. And I'm like, all right. Um... Outside of that, most of the women I've seen, I haven't seen many other things. Dolly Parton's better in... Oh, she, she, she had a few things where she was like a, a, a kid. She did straight talk, which was like a... a, a Is that Burt Reynolds? A, I have no idea. She also did something with James Woods, like yeah. a romantic comedy thriller thing. Oh, no. Little Whorehouse was um, Burt Reynolds. Was it Little... Yeah, okay. But, you know... Um, a nine to five, she did. Oh, nine to five. With She's Louis, much better in nine to five. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Much better in nine to five. So not that, but the older women, sure. Uh, Shirley McLean, best thing I've seen her in. Uh, she's in guarding. She's in guarding Tess. She's in guarding Tess. She's Tess. Nicholas Cage and, and Shirley McLean. I'm sure of it. I think you're right. <laughs> that being said, I don't know why I'm bringing this up. I've never seen it. No, <laughs> I have. Um, but yeah. many, many, many years ago. Yeah. I just, yeah. Ellie? I've double checked and Sally Field didn't get even nominated for Forrest Gump. Oh, my bad. Really? Okay. That's, the, that's the one that didn't win then. There's a mistake. I said I think. We, 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 we got to give people the chance to type in and tell me how wrong I am. That's, that's the whole point of the plot. <laughs> that is, you're right, I had you're just right. said a moment ago the two things she was nominated for Oscars for. Oh, one sorry, one Oscars for. for. Okay, well, there's an actress and best supporting actress, so yeah. I thought maybe. Yeah, that was, that was all. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Um, and outside of that, Tom Skerritt. Uh, this is best. I mean, yeah, for most people, it is the best thing I've seen him in. I like Tom Skerritt in Top Gun, though. Yeah. He has that moment in Top Gun. With, uh, I just seen Top Gun in a while. So maybe oh, okay. I, I, I reserve the right Ooh. to change my mind on this when we do Top Gun, because we will at some point. We will do yeah. Top Gun, yeah. Yeah. Sally Field is also in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, of course. Oh, yeah. Geez. I'm sorry the position has been filled. Yeah, call me crazy. Better in this. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Too loose. <laughs> Have Mrs. Doubtfire show up at the funeral. Oh, <laughs> my God. She's really good in Mrs. Doubtfire, though. She's, she's fine, but she's the straight man. She's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's better in this, but she's really good in it. When's she in that film with she's, Tom Hanks? She's, she's um, all right. Punchline? Haven't seen it. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, age game, age game. Let's all. I've said that in a while. Let's all play the age, age game. game. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Kind of a big thing. 
thanks to Moonlight Social for giving us our little age game ditty. Yeah, uh, Ellie, you. go ahead. Um, I'm going to make sure I don't forget her and start with an L. <laughs> uh, Daryl Hannah, an L. 23. 26. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I'm going to say older. Shit. Thanks. <laughs> Too late. 23, 26. Cursed? She's older. Uh, 34. Wow. I'm going to go with... I'll go 27. 29. Yeah. Hey! I remember she was in Splash. Yeah. That was 84. She yeah, was in Splash. God damn it! <laughs> Next one. Um, so I think Ian and Kirsty both know this already, but Julia Roberts. I do not know this. Um, I do know this one. 26. 22. Uh, I'll go 21. She's 22. Yeah. Ooh. I thought she was 22. <laughs> she said, you said 22 earlier, so I just looked up on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Cheat. Next um, Millen, Sally Field. Oh. Sally Field, 45. Ian, do you not really know this? I really don't know this one. 45. Mum was really proud of the fact that she was born the same year as Sally Field for some reason. Oh, wow. So I can figure this out now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, oh, jeez. How old does she look in the film? 45. 43. I'm going to go 42. 43. Hey, there we are. Shirley McLean. Crazy. Um, Weezer. 53. 56. 50. 55. You said 56, was that you? You're doing really well this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dolly Parton, Truvy. Oh, jeez. Well, that's a hard one. 48. Eight. She doesn't look like she ages. She don't, does she? Five. <laughs> Different parts of her are younger than others. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, her, it's her face I'm judging her on. <laughs> uh, I'm judging her on both I'll go faces. 36. Thirsty? 43. 43. She's 43. Wow. Hey. What did you say, 35? Yes. Okay. How weird is that, um, though, right? We're, we're only a few years off her. Don't. Stop doing this to me. <laughs> stop doing this to me. Because every time I do this, I live outside of the game, and then you keep reminding me where I play, so I'm like, oh, jeez. That's crazy. And you haven't got those younger parts either. No. I can be over a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Clary, Olympia Dukakis. Dukakis, yeah. 63. 58. I'm going to go 50, what'd you say? 58. I'll go 57. She's 58. Hey, wow. Georgia. You've done really well this week. Apparently yeah. I'm good at Fire. aging Out of curiosity, women. <laughs> I need to, do, 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 do you have a number still still the hand? Yeah. So what, how old's Tom scared in this? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't have that number to hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you can look it up at some point, that's fine. Because George is going to go ahead and give us some of our critics. I don't need to play the game with Tom scared. I'm just curious. I know how old I am. I want to know how old Tom scared yeah. is. I think he's about 50. But if I find out he's 42... <laughs> so uh would you go ahead georgia with uh the critics please uh yeah so i've got uh angie arigo from uh, empire magazine said a good film for the soft-hearted more than the pian of womanly strength that it was that was its motive uh so they kind of feel like it fell down a bit on its what it was supposed to be doing um but it was a nice film uh then i have uh hal hinson from the washington post said uh watching herbert ross's steel magnolias you feel as if you have been airlifted onto some horrible planet of female impersonators which made me laugh um and then roger ebert our good old friend 
uh, said, Steel Magnolias is essentially a series of comic one-liners leading up to a teary tragedy, but let it be said that the one-liners are mostly funny and the tragedy deserves most, but not all, of the tears, and gave it three out of four. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, I will go ahead with this and say that I, we asked our listenership what they thought about Steel Magnolias. Now, our, our, we had 29 votes. Oh, that's not bad. Not bad. It's not as high as like Monty Python, but then again, it's a different kind of film. Yeah, for a different not, kind of. Not, yeah, and yeah, our yeah. audience does skew a little bit younger and a little bit male. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not too surprised. So I'm okay with this. What do we think? It, the options, of course, were as always: great film, good film, okay film, or bad film. Where do we think people put this as? Good film. Good film. Good film. Good film. Ellie. Good film. Cursed. Good. Actually, the highest vote was for great film. 37.9%. is very close. 37.9% great. 31% good. 27.6% okay. And only 3.4% called it a bad film. Specifically, we had a musical podcast that won't vote as I haven't seen the film. Well, that's honest. (laughs) But I'm excited to hear your thoughts and for the debut of your sister on the podcast. There you go, Kirst. You got some some fan base. People waiting to hear you speak. Yeah. Um, Carlo from Thief's Movie Monthly Loot says um, Movie Monthly Loot Thief's move, Monthly Movie Loot sorry, <laughs> says oh man I don't think I've seen this or if I did it was too long ago and I don't remember it for now I got nothing but I'll see if I can catch the film one of these days because I really want to listen to the sibling banter we haven't done a lot of that cursed no we didn't this was my first time though so there we go you can sort of prepare but maybe we'll do ask bfe and ask kirsty as well <laughs> uh, chuck goes to the movie said i grew up watching this movie it's absolutely wonderful and i highly recommend it to anyone who wants a feel-good movie with genuine heart it is weird to say but this movie is a feel-good movie despite the fact that yeah. shelby dies i know right? and you spend the whole movie realizing she's probably gonna die mm-hmm yeah, uh, even if you and when you rewatch it, you know she's going to die. But you're still like it's love this movie. It's because of the humor, though, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, we get it goes down in the PM. Julene, 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 Julene. Hey, Dolly Parton hey, Dolly. this week yeah. <laughs> says love this movie. Both the original and the 2012 one with Queen Latifah. I was just ugly crying all over the place. Then we all uh, Ed from the Film Effect podcast says this was my late grandmother's favorite movie, next to Made in America, Whoopi Goldberg, and Ted Danson. Remember that one? I do. Only from the trailer. Never saw it. Will Smith knocks on the... Uh, the Ted Danson knocks on the door. Will Smith opens it in one of his first film roles and goes, hey, there's a white, there's a white dude at the door. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ted Danson, Ted Danson. Ted yeah, Danson, Ted yeah. Danson. Like in, in a cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. That's what makes yeah, you stick in your head. It is, isn't it? Uh, but, uh, haven't seen this since I was little, but I vaguely seem to remember a hair salon, Daryl Hannah's Betty glasses, and orange juice. Very much so. Uh, Elena says, it's a film that is always quotable and always always makes me cry and i rarely cry at films i think we all mostly uh, did anybody not cry watching this oh it's balling i cried yeah you cried a bit yeah a little bit cursed and ellie oh yeah yeah. I cried during the podcast. There we, there we go. <laughs> uh, Gidget Von LaRue. That's a new one for the podcast. Yeah. Said, Not for everyone, of course. No movie is, but I love it. Beautifully written and wonderfully directed. And what a cast. Well, yeah, wonderfully directed. Seems like you might have been a bit of a jerk. Yeah, but a bit the, of a tyrant. <laughs> but the film comes out brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, Ryan L. Terry says, agreed. I actually used a funeral scene in my screenwriting and film studies classes. It's a powerhouse cast and accidentally written. You know, I got time people who teach film studies. Studies, so bring it, bring it, bring it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll say this: we haven't mentioned it yet. The pacing of this film is really good. Yeah, considering at no point do I no. It's a slow one. <laughs> it's, it's slow There's a difference, George, between it's slow versus 
all of a sudden things stop happening. I think things yeah, are always yeah, happening yeah. and I, things are always moving. Although the wedding does take a bit to I get to. I feel like all of a sudden things start happening. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I would disagree respectfully. That's fine. Plot. So can I just say something to that? Yeah. When, um, so I watched that Oprah documentary on this and the, everyone in the group said that they tried to give every 60 seconds its minutes worth. Okay. For like because of the the pacing of the scenes, yeah, yeah, I think it's fair. Um, I, I found there was always something new I was sort of paying attention to in some development in the plot and some new character or some new element. Now you might have felt when is this going to pay off, mm. but stuff was happening. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So I was all right with it. Um, so just a couple more critics on the way out here. In his review of the film for the New York Times, Vincent Camby noted that the men in their lives are played by Sam Shepard, Tom Skerritt, and Dylan McDermott, amongst others. But the male characters are no more substantial now than when they were invisible. Uh, which I disagree. I, I like what the men bring to it. I think the scene with Sam Shepard, uh, where he sh- shows up for, for the funeral, mm-hmm. I think it's a powerful scene. Mm-hmm. And I think if Tom Skerritt frustrates you, good, he should. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Speaking of Tom Skerritt, would you like to know how old he is? I would. I do. <laughs> how old is he? 56. Oh, okay. I feel okay, better. We're full. <laughs> um, Shirley McLean doesn't consider Steel Magnolias a chick flick. To say it's a woman's film, I don't think that's correct, McLean told Entertainment Tonight. If you've got women in your life, bring them to see this film, and you'll know much more about them when you go home. And if I may, here's what I want to do this. This film would not be allowed to be made anymore, I believe, because you would not allow a male writer or a male director to tell the story of this many women, and I think that's an absolute oh, tragedy. Okay. Yeah, because, because he... To, to tell me this isn't a beautiful, except for Georgia, tell me this isn't a beautiful film. It is, and I thought that had been written by a woman. No. But it's not. Written by a man yeah. who clearly understands women. Yeah. And if someone is a man, and they can, no different than if you're going to have Phoebe Waller-Bridge write James Bond. Yep. Bring it. Yep. I welcome it. Yep. And if you have a man who can write female characters this well, bring it. I welcome it. We do. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong. I have no issue with a man writing for female characters. If or it's done versa. like this or, or vice versa. Yeah. Give, give me a writer who's got talent. That's all I really want. Look and at, this film is great. Look at Catherine Bigelow directing Point Break. Yes. Very male. Clearly knew how to write about du- you know, a film about dudes for dudes. Got it. Yeah. So yeah. no issue. If someone's got talent, I want them writing. Yeah. Let's not just go. You're not qualified because of X. Now, you know, if someone, it, it might get different if you're talking about ethnicity or if you're talking about things you're not familiar. He clearly is familiar with this setting. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is his life. Mm-hmm. So no issues whatsoever. Nope. So I'm here throwing down the gauntlet again, saying, oh, I, men- thought you, I thought you were dropping the mic. No, <laughs> that was a, oh, that was a leave it throwing down the mic. There we go. <laughs> so that is that. So now it's just time for our ratings. Liam, what are we giving this out of 10? I got to make sure I do my, my little guesses. Hang on one second here. Uh, this film has always had an impact on me from the very first time I watched it. I get different things from it every time I watch it. Um, I've said this before on the podcast. Uh, I see things differently when I'm, reviewing the film yep um so i see the more holes in it than i do when i'm normally watching stuff mm-hmm. um but overall i still love this movie it still made me cry and still hit me where it's supposed to so i'm going to give this a strong eight short haircuts you know me i never I, think I, about these things i do you start you go where am i going with this <laughs> Eight, eight Julia Roberts short haircuts. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, Georgia. Uh, so I think it's quite obvious I didn't particularly like this film. It didn't gel with me very well. But despite that, I am learning and I'm able to go, actually, 
it's not a bad film just because I don't get it or don't like it. Um, so I'm going to give it a seven. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I was expecting a five or a six. I'm way off on this one. I'll say that much. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right, Ellie. Um, I really love this film. Um, I, yeah, I've only seen it a couple of times, both recently, but I really, really enjoy it. Um, I'm going to give it nine inspiring bodices. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kirsty. I think it's more than clear that this film has been one of my favorites for a long time. The nostalgia behind mm. it is really strong for me, so I'm going to give it nine. Okay. Uh, just before I start, can I reveal what I gave everybody? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Liam, you gave it an eight. Yeah. I predicted you would give it an eight. Hey! Georgia said five. I predicted, sorry, seven. I predicted five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. Ellie and Kirsty both gave him nines. I predicted nines for both of them. Wow. <laughs> so, so far, I'm doing okay minus Georgia. Just my own now. Um, and I should be able to get that right. Three predictors. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, there was one time I could get it wrong because I changed my mind halfway through. It's a beautiful film. I do. I do. Um... Can I guess yours? Go ahead, yeah. Eight and a half. Okay. Uh, I'll let you know. Uh, I think it's paced well. I, I think there's some there's some things I'd like to see. There's some things I'd like to tease out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for the male characters to be as hopeless as they are, I'd like to see a scene where that's explained. Just to, Not so much Jackson. I hate Jackson. I should have yeah. been, been on my grumbles. I hate Jackson. Yeah. And Jackson's not held to account. He's not, is he? No, I would have liked to have seen a scene mm-hmm. where someone rants at him. Maybe even Sally yeah. Field. Mm-hmm. Maybe even Sally Field, get him away from me. I want to hit someone. I want to hit someone. Hit Weezer. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he's what makes her so mad. Yeah. Like, she comes off, you know, I'm fine, I'm whatever, and then he does does something, and he isn't, or he goes home, or he's like, you can come back to the house? No, I think I'm going to go back to my house. He goes, no, I just can't. And let him get a bit of it. Because I don't feel he gets his, because I think he's a villain in the piece. I do. I do. Um and so some fun filled. I my vote in the end goes to eight and a half glasses of the world's greatest cherry coke out of ten. So that is that. It's funny how we get to know each other. It is. It's really it's really surprising there. Yeah. So this is gonna rank as one of our higher films of the year, actually. We've we've actually been quite critical this year compared to last year. So yeah. That's because I've been talk off posts. <laughs> yeah, it's just Greece. Yeah, Greece was never going to be highly rated overall. <laughs> uh, so promos. Uh, first off, a million thanks to my sister for coming on yeah, the show today. Thanks, Kirst. Appreciate you being uh, open about a conversation that's a little bit tricky to have sometimes. Yeah, uh, but a topic still a bit raw. Uh, but it was it felt right to sort of invite Kirst on for this week, and uh, you know. I'd say let us know what you think, but please don't tweet and say that didn't like it. <laughs> That'd be awfully mean. Uh, but no, um, outside of that, uh, stuff we got come out this week, we've got already last week we had Monty Python. Later this week, we've got Georgia. You and I are doing something with Cleared for Takeoff. I think we're... That we haven't decided yet. I've decided, but you haven't. It hasn't okay, been recorded yet. yet. We've got Black Widow coming in a couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, but it, it all comes down to this because next week... Oh, we have one more spot left in the BFE Quiz Night oh, 3, Quiz Night with a Vengeance. Yeah. So, uh, Liam, what are we doing next week? Right, this film blew me away. I only watched this about two years ago, and that had been out since 2001, I believe, or 2003, Is it Shrek? maybe? Early We've 2000s. done Shrek already, you know that, right? Oh, yeah. Early 2000s, <laughs> but this really, really spoke to me before sunset. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Is this, is this the second one or the first one? The first one. Uh, yeah, first one. Are you sure the first one's before sunset? Mm, I'm pretty sure. Take a look at the back. Give, give me that DVD for a minute. 
I want to take a look just to be sure because I think it's before sunrise is the first one. Is it? I think so. Uh, reprising the before sunrise. Before sunrise is the first one. Do you want to switch? Yes. You want the first one, right? Yes. Okay, so before sunrise it is. Before sunrise. I knew I was going to get one of them. Do you know why? I watched this first. Oh, did you really? I watched before sunset first. I've not seen that. I didn't realise there was a a trilogy. Yeah. And I watched this first. Yeah. And and then I watched um, before sunrise and I went, hang on a minute. (laughs) I watched them in wrong order. Yeah, you did. And that's why I picked this one. I saw before sunrise once years ago. Really liked it. Oh, it's great. Richard Linkletter, who also does. We did a Richard Linkletter film already? The we talked about Richard Linkletter a lot when we had uh, Jay Salahi on the pod. And we talked about that sort of filmmaking because he likes dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does Boyhood and he does Days of Confused. Or some of the films yeah, that he's done. Yeah, Days of Confused is good. So he's, he's, he and Ethan Hawke work together a lot, as uh, you can tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. So such is with that. So, yeah, so before sunrise. <laughs> before sunrise next week. Yeah. Excellent. Looking forward to that. Ellie, you'll have to have a pick ready to go for after that so please join us for the rest we're still in the middle we're only halfway done hot film summer continues next week with before sunrise Sunrise. get on a train in the middle of europe yeah yeah it's a beautiful film isn't it yeah i'm looking forward to that yeah we're going a lot less i thought we were more blockbustery we've gone very almost independent we have stuff here yeah. yeah so i'm looking forward to that so uh please join us next week when we tackle before Sunrise. Sunrise. <laughs> For best film ever. I've been Liam. I've been Ellie. I've been Kirsty. And I've been Georgia. And if anybody's sitting there going, Eden, seem a bit off today, I want to let you know. I'm not crazy. I've just been in a bad mood for the past 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. flop.